0: it's my birthday. <laughs> we we'll talk about all of that. Also, an incredible interview to wrap up the show today from some American heroes. You're going to enjoy it. We cover everything happening in the world. I think this is going to be one you're going to be like, "Yep, happy we listened to it." Mm-hmm. A company that I always go, "Yep, happy I use them." Use them the other night. To go see Pink. Yeah, hey, what's Pink? She is a performer. By what's the what's on a show? A show. She's like a Cirque du Soleil operation while singing with 400-pound 60-year-olds in front of us and, like, 22-year-olds behind us. I mean, Pink is a multi-demographic, all-star, rock star, superstar. Mm -hmm. This guy was massive, though. Couldn't even sit down if he wanted to. (laughs) Couldn't even sit down if he wanted to, this guy. But I bet you he got his ticket from the greatest ticket-buying app on Earth, and that is SeatGeek. Mm. Mm. SeatGeek is a tag-team partner here at the Pat McAfee Show, mostly because they've been our sponsor the longest. They've been the most invested in this company, and for that, we thank them. And if you're going to go to a live event, whether it's Pink, yeah, who twirls around in the sky throughout the arena while singing in key somehow. Mm-hmm. By the way, my lady, Samantha, loves the Pink. The Pink came to Indianapolis What's that mean? I'm engaged. I have to go to the Of course. You're going to the mm-hmm. course. And we got the ticket from one place and one place alone, SeatGeek. Because SeatGeek scans all the other ticket-buying platforms and makes sure you're getting the best tickets for the best prices. They look at other places and they go, you're selling for how much? Huh? We'll take the lowest amount there. We'll sell for the lowest amount because our people like us and our people are worthy of being taken care of to the utmost ability, and that's what SeatGeek does. And right now, if you use promo code PAT, you get $10 off your first order. Use promo code McAfee, you get $20 off your first order. Let's have a little self-awareness here. If we're rich... Use the Pat promo code, get $10 off. Mm-hmm. If you're struggling right now and you're not yet rich, it's on its way, use McAfee and get $20 off. We need to hit them both, though, so they continue to sponsor both things. Mm-hmm. Let's be smart here. Right. And you are smart. That's why you would shop for tickets from SeatGeek. Whether it's sports, theater, comedy, uh, musician, yep. singer, yep. songwriter. Cirque du Soleil, whatever it is, SeatGeek has the best tickets at the best prices, and uh, they're great people, so we appreciate the hell out of them. And also, this company and I gave away 100 mattresses mm. just a month ago, a company that is committed to making the world a better place, not just selling you a brand new mattress that arrives at your doorstep that's more comfortable than any mattress you've ever had before. Not just a mattress that takes out the agonizing process of having to lay around in other people's sweat in other Ugh. people's disgustingness at the mattress store. Ugh. A place that decided we're going to take the best feeling mattress on earth, put it in a box, and ship it to people's doorstep. And that box can be unwrapped in three minutes. Mm-hmm. And these people can have the comfort and luxury Inconvenience of a true royal family. Absolutely. And that's, well said. That's Lisa. You go to leesa.com forward slash McAfee right now, and you get 10% off and two free pillows.
1: Wow. You know, they don't have to do that.
0: They don't have to give they you those don't. pillows. Just like they didn't have to give away 100 free mattresses to... Um, the Coburn place, the Coburn place, mm-hmm. a sanctuary for domestic and interpersonal violence, uh, survivors, yep. family members. Uh, they gave away hundred mattresses. Then now they're giving away 10% off in two free pillows. If you go to leesa.com forward slash McAfee, if you need a new mattress, look no further, feller, you found it. It's comfortable. Ty, you love it. I love it. I love it. Foxy, you enjoy yours? Love it. And it shows up right at your doorstep conveniently in a box. You move that thing in your bedroom. You take the box off, and that thing just comes out for you. Easy. Mm -hmm. L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash McAfee Lisa Sleep. The greatest and most convenient mattress to ever grace this planet Earth. Let's get to it. May 2nd, 2019. It's a beautiful day. Today's the day I turn 32. Let's go. Wow. Just yesterday, I was 31. It's crazy. hmm Isn't it? It's crazy how time works. Just some people say it's flat circle. I'd say it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I feel no older than 25 right now. It's my good. liver feels 60, maybe 70, <laughs> but the body feels good. This is the best my body's felt in a long time. And here we are, 32 times around the sun. Now am I 32 now? Or my 32 the day before I turn 33?
2: I wouldn't even worry Ooh. about it because
1: there's a black hole sucking on the fabric of space time right now.
0: That's what you said.
1: I mean. Is that because totally I drive a truck?
0: Is that because I drive a truck and cows fart and stuff like that? <laughs> yeah. Is that why the black hole Oh, holes? no, this is way past yeah, yeah. that. Is that thing going to get here before 12 years? Because that's what I've heard we got. I've heard <laughs> 12 years. I'm only going to make it 44 uh, Will Compton of the Tennessee Titans tweeted me today that to bide my time, you know, mm-hmm, in, in right. due time, my friend. Does he know there's a black hole sucking earth?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound like it.
0: Does he know?
3: There's no,
1: there's no time to be bidden. We don't have time. Can't be biding time right now. No. no. My time, time is now.
0: <laughs> my time is now. Your time is up. My time is now. We're coming to you live from my sunroom. Uh, I didn't know what that was either when I moved into this place. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's just a deck that's wooded in. It's nice. With some windows. Uh, Sam is turning into a little bit of a gypsy situation. Mm -hmm. A lot of hippie shit on the windows. We got some dream catchers. Mm -hmm. Just in case you fall asleep in here, you dream good. I don't think anybody's ever slept in here. So I think we should move those to the bedroom, but it's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Sam hangs out in here a lot. I mean, this is kind of her place to chill out. Whenever they... Trees are uh, bloomed. Mm-hmm. It's just like you're in the woods. It's like a tree house. Yep. It's a really nice area here. Nice little uh, woo saw situation here as I turned 32 years old. Um, Jesus was what?
1: 33. Mm-hmm. Ah. So, what
0: was he doing when he was 32? Is this him walking around telling people stuff? Yep, you bet. I mean, I'm probably going to do the same thing. I'm just going to sit down and talk to a microphone. So, me and Jesus are probably doing the same thing, walking around telling people things. A lot things. of preaching. If I was to say one thing to the humans at home that are younger than me and want to make it to 32,
4: mm-hmm.
0: I'd say laugh more, hate less, work hard, and what's that, Ty?
3: Cash some checks.
0: That's Take the sum out because right. of um, syllables. Exactly. <laughs> because you have to take <laughs> the syllables out of there. <laughs> but I think that is honestly the key to life, and I've been very lucky to make it to 32 I've been very lucky to see a lot of things and do a lot of things and experience a lot of things in just 32 trips around the sun. Or is it only 31? I, that's a real question. Like, am I 32 now or am I 32? I think you're 32.
2: And then on Friday, you're 32 in one day and so on.
0: Oh, so you think I've made it 32 yeah, years. So you're on
2: the 32 mark in zero days, right? Got it. And then the last day will be 364 or whatever.
0: So yesterday, I was 31 in 364 days. Correct. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. Okay. Sounds right. I think you're 100% right. Nice. So I've survived 32 years. Mm -hmm. Yes. 32 years ago, I believe at 11 a.m. is when I came into this world. (laughs) I believe. I'm not sure. Big head. Mm -hmm. Sally tells a story that I was very uncomfortable in there. I took a a little two-minute timeout, two-minute warning on my way out of there. Scared the living shit out of the room, I guess. <laughs> Everything was going swimmingly, literally. And then I just went ahead and paused for a moment. And they were like, wait a minute. We won't lose this guy. So they'd get in there and suck me out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch in health class and made me puke, but I heard it was pretty disgusting. <laughs> it's usually pretty gross looking. Shout out to Sally McAfee for making that happen. Shout out, Sally. Tim McAfee doesn't get enough credit. Nine months before I came out, mm-hmm. he did a little thing on my grandma's couch. Mm-hmm.
2: And, uh, mm-hmm. not
0: talk about it. Let's not talk about it. Today, we'll be at a golf course for a golf outing uh, from my foundation that Tim McAfee put together. Yep. Very proud of him. Mm -hmm. Very thankful to all the sponsors that pitched in. Uh, We give scholarships to children and military families, and the golf outing should be a blast. It's going to be a little wet. It's going to be a little soggy out there. Mm Going to really see who can control a ball. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Going to really see who can throw the darts out there. (laughs) doesn't really feel like a birthday right now, I'm going to be honest. Yesterday was one of the most insane days of my entire life. Yeah.
1: Well, it's because you haven't opened your gifts yet.
0: Oh, here we mine. go. The boy showed up at the hey. house. Boy showed up at the house with some gifts. You guys stopped at CVS, clearly, and got this yeah. right no, by my no, house. Not CVS. A little
2: classier than CVS. Go on. Walmart.
0: Walmart. Yes. This Walmart right over here? Oh, oh yes. my God. That place gets held up oh. once or twice a week.
1: Would have never guessed.
0: You literally, when you hear cops go by here, you can just oh Walmart again. You just know that something went down at Walmart. They stopped reporting it on the news because I think it's just such an uh, an often occurrence over there. But thankfully the you I... guys went battled to get me these That's the one
1: I got my leg mangled at by the old guy on the scooter. There yep. it is.
0: And the people in this Walmart. You. The oh best. Oh my God. Indiana Walmarts. I will say the one in the south side is where those two ladies were wailing on each other, went yep. viral. Mm-hmm. Uh, The one in Anderson is the one in the training camp where the guy was on a motorized scooter, uh, almost died. Me and Vinatieri uh, decided that we were not heroes at that moment. (laughs) Right. Dude turned purple. Nurse comes screaming. Does the CPR. I'm like, thank you. We leave. Knocked down like three aisles like with the boom, boom, boom with the motorized scooter thing. And then this Walmart over here. I'm telling you, cops get called there two, three times a week. When I'm driving to work, there's already shit popping off there. Already shit popping off there. And the news was just like, yeah, we're done with it. Old news, that Walmart getting robbed. So you guys went literally through a battlefield to get me birthday gifts, and that means a lot.
3: Well, and it's funny you mentioned that because I thought there was about a 90% chance we were going to get shot in the parking (laughs) lot. (laughs) There's a
0: chance. There's a special breed of white trash that go in that motherfucker, too. Oh, yeah. I got a a question. A lot of calf and uh, shin tattoos walking in that fucking place.
2: So I got Subway inside the Walmart because there's Subway inside there. It was a
0: wild move. Does that
2: affect the quality of the
0: Subway, do you think? No, Subway's quality is always going to be a Subway quality at this mm-hmm. point. Okay, good. I mean, they've got to the point where they used to be so legit. Mm-hmm. Subway used to be so legit, and then it got massive. It was like the number one, mm-hmm. I think, restaurant in the country at one point. Most
3: Subways uh, of any, any fast food places in the U.S. Yep. There's more subways Facts. than any go. other. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I just think about you know, it for a it second. Goddamn Zito for a second. There.
0: <laughs> for what it's worth, I didn't notice. Style, <laughs> most subways. <laughs> before that, though, yep. if you caught them before that run, they used to like load up on the meat. Like they mm-hmm. used to be like they used, they were sandwich artists, is what yep. they called themselves. It yep. used to be like a real thing, and then they got so big and so widespread that they had to just dumb down everything and make it simple. So it was just like, oh, we'll microwave the chicken breast. Mm-hmm. That started to become a thing. Well, microwave the chicken breast. 15 seconds, here's your rubber-ass chicken. And then the whole thing happened with that guy who did the thing with the right. thing, yeah. and it was terrible. From Indiana, by the way. He and I were in a VIP next to each other at one point. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I did recall very recently, as in the last hour, that evening also Gary from Teen Mom... <laughs> was in wow. the same club. So it was me, Fogo, and Gary from <laughs> Team Mom. Company. Heavy hitters. Yeah, hindsight, not great. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. I was fucking lit. I was having a good time. I was turning up. It was probably like a Wednesday or something like that. Oh, yeah, they had like 50-cent-something shots or something <laughs> oh, there. Oh, nice.
1: Wednesday specials. Got to love it.
0: Yeah, just anything to get the fucking degenerates out of the house. Two you call it. Hey, it's definitely a school night and a work day. If you're worth a shit at all, you shouldn't be here. But we're giving away alcohol. I'd go in there and somehow spend a thousand dollars on a Wednesday. Yeah, get the get the fucking creepy guy from Subway about forty five shots. Yeah, Gary from Teen Mom is there. Ty, big fan of Teen Mom, I just realized. Yeah, I used to watch
3: a decent amount of Teen Mom. I mean, just your, your basic trash TV. You watch it for guys like Gary from Indiana. I mean, that guy's just a bag of mashed-up assholes. I
0: think he either had... <laughs> He had a bag of (laughs) what?
3: Of mashed up assholes. Of course
0: he is. (laughs) I was just about to comment on the pants he was wearing. I think I remember he had his pants and boot combo on. I think it was the first thing. I've always been like, let me see what shoes they're wearing. I'm going to learn a lot about them very quickly type Mm -hmm. of guy. And I think he had either Janko or Fubu. (laughs) J- pants on, Sounds about and they right. had like these brown, beat up, like the athletic timbos Those are
1: conflicting ideal uh, audio- ideologies. I
0: know that's why I was so that's conv- tough. That's why in my brain they're trying to figure out which one it was. It was really two <laughs> was different ends say, of the yeah, spectrum. Yeah,
1: this is two extremes.
0: Very much so, Janko and Fubu. Very much two opposite ends of the spectrum. Their titles say it. <laughs> 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 Their titles literally say it. Yeah, it was me, Gary, and Fogel. You know, throwing Don. I just realized that. From your, yeah. your love of that show,
3: uh, I mean, I wouldn't say I loved it, but I did. No, enjoy, you, I, you, I did enjoy I mean, watching it. You
0: rattled off the cast of it before we started.
3: Yeah, that was the that was the best season. That was the first season. Uh, Farah, who uh, is from Iowa, was was a porn star for She's a done little bit. A lot bit. of porn. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, she has. They uh, those teen way, moms either. have done well for themselves. Well, I don't I think know how their kids are, but they've done... Kids really
0: came in the world with a lot of hope. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean?
3: <laughs> Gary used to eat like 10 lefts and 10 rights per episode from the girl he... <laughs> she used to beat the shit out of him. Or Gary. Yeah. He
0: was on a Wednesday just trying to get... I bought him everything that night, I think. He was on... He had MTV money. I shouldn't know now. I think I met him, and he was just moseying around by himself, if I do recall. And we brought him into our area, and we're just buying him stuff, and then somebody was like... That's a guy from Teen Mom. And I was like, Guy from Teen Mom? That makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, he's one of the fathers. So I was like, Oh, my guy. Your life is terrible. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And it was, mm-hmm. I assume. Oh, yeah. 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 You oh, said yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Big time. Ty rattled off, though, the entire cast of Teen Mom 1 and 2. Before I assume the...
3: he hate watched it. Big time.
0: That's kind of your move, huh?
3: Yeah. yeah. a little bit. You know, and then that was, I think I want to say I was either in high school or college when that was on. So it's like, What the hell else are you doing on a Tuesday night, you know?
0: Well, for me...
3: If I I was in college, I was probably getting boozed up on a Tuesday night, but in high school, I definitely wasn't. Yeah, you're right. You know? 100% right. Just watching the tube. Yo. And lo and behold, Teen Mom Marathon.
0: Hey, give me that shitty-ass shit that makes me feel better about my life because it's so terrible. (laughs) Bingo.
3: Exactly. Bingo!
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you guys came bearing gifts from the
2: terrible Mm. Walmart. I'll admit, I was getting Subway. These are from Nick and Ty. I, I have a gift for you, though. I do have a gift for you. I couldn't take credit for these... Incredible gifts.
0: Do you even know what's in here? Are you no, I, out actually, I, know,
2: I know one gift, and I don't know what else is in there. Probably the best one. Too. Yeah, the best one.
0: What did you get from this terrible Subway?
2: Uh, I got the spicy Italian.
0: Oh, I don't think they can mess up processed
2: meat. No, again. no, no, no. It's tough. Dude, you should have seen it, though. She had to go get more of the salami, and it just comes in a fucking plastic bag. I, it looks so We've been gross. doing the Subway recently. I know, yeah. and I wish I didn't see that.
0: Well, I think the Subway, I think they had to, they had to pivot obviously mm-hmm. you know i think they're trying to come back i think they're trying to come back so there's a little bit more time and in, in um respect in the craft of the subway artist i think well, i'm also
2: wondering if subway is a thing where you just have a quick run with it like personally you have a run with it and then you know you gotta take a break for like a little like storage bit. wars yes. yeah, yeah. Stars, yeah exactly
0: got it because uh, i might I'm be a in a that very subway. lazy
1: person especially when it comes to meals and stuff too and I don't understand how in my own mind I justify spending twelve dollars for a foot long while watching them microwave the chicken, which is something I would never do on my own. If it's grilled chicken and I'm reheating it, I'm definitely putting yeah, it in a But concert. I still go True. in
0: there under the assumption I'm paying five dollars for a foot long. Exactly. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> exactly. long and long long. then <laughs> whenever I pay and I'm like, Oh, I must have added something on that. Like, twelve oh, eighty seven? The- that extra fucking jalapeno there. That's yeah. Yeah, probably my fault, actually. <laughs> That's not Subway's fault. That's my fault. And by that point, they've already wrapped the thing, so there's nothing you can do. Nope. Stick the fucking card in the chip reader, or you're, you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And there's a line behind you, because you've been ordering one line of mayo, please. They put one and a half, so you have to have the... Can you please not dump it all on <laughs> Heavy
2: hand. <It's laughs> Always. Credible marketing, though.
0: There's nothing worse than the guy in front of you that pulls out a fucking list, though, at Subway. Like, oh. hey, Bob, order ahead. <laughs> yep. All right, so the gift's from Walmart from my good friends, Franklin Nicholas Moraldo and good old Ty Schmidt. OCW, by the way, potentially coming out today. We had a, what's it called?
2: Uh, Something wrong with the memory card. I don't know the fancy word. What is it called? A Corrupt. Corrupt. Corrupted
0: corrupted file on an SD card, Mm -hmm. which was none of our faults, I was told, by the people that can fix them right so we had to take it to a place to fix it because yep. i guess there's a machine that can fix it we've been told 24 to 72 hours to fix it mm-hmm. so ocw was delayed due to a camera angle being corrupted yeah this is well, our first time by the way well right. it's,
3: it's a camera angle you need
2: absolutely you could
3: have put it out but it looked like shit exactly we don't do that
0: i don't think we could have put it out by the way yeah, it like, would have been tough it was like the main camera todd's camera I I wasn't going to say so it. I didn't do anything. Yeah, he no, didn't. He no, really they didn't. They told me that it was not user error. It was 100% SD card error. Yep. I believe them.
2: And I'm shocked they fixed it.
0: And we don't know. <laughs> we don't
2: know if they fixed it. I guess I'm just assuming.
0: 24 to 72 hours, they said, which is a wild prediction. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anything like that before. You know what? We'll get it done in a day or six months. We don't know. It's like
1: uh, the cable company when they give you the windows show up.
0: I am so tired of that bullshit. It's 2019. Can you not just text me when you're on your way? Hey, Friday afternoon, we'll text you at some point. Not you got to sit at home from 12 to 6. That's why I got terrible Wi-Fi here. Mm -hmm. Who who has time for a six-hour window to do nothing and just sit at your house? Who has that time? Gary. Gary does. (laughs) Gary from Teen Mom does.
3: They act like everyone's sitting around doing nothing like they are. You know, it's like, hey, guess what? Some of us actually work on the clock.
0: I will say this: the guy that came and fixed my Directv satellite, the second guy, the first guy came and told me that I had leaves on there, and asked me if if I wanted him to go get a ladder and bat the leaves off with a bat. (laughs) And uh, it's
1: the least you could do, pal.
0: I said, you know what? No, if that's all it is, I'm sure they'll blow off at some point. (laughs) I mean, I've missed the national championship. (laughs) I've missed a lot of games. I've done a lot of that. I'm sure it just leaves. And then this other guy came and he was a wizard. He was like, oh, your thing's clogged or um, uh, whenever there's too much water and something. What's that called? Uh, Like waterlogged? Yep, Mm -hmm. like that. But it was my thing was waterlogged. This guy went above and beyond, showed up at the first minute of the time slot. So it was like from 12 to 4, showed up at 12.01, was done by 12.30, my TV was fixed, wouldn't take a tip, and just left. Wow. Rare breed. Rare breed. You never have that, though. No, never. Normally, it's 3.59, they show up, and then they're going to be there till 7. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it's like you hate this too. Like you don't want to be here till seven. I don't want you to be here till seven. Just show up a little earlier. And they're like, "Well, we had another job." It's like I bet you were really busting your fucking dick to get that job done. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What they
3: didn't tell you is that they took a two and a half hour lunch (laughs) that day too. You know, and kind of Walmart
0: Subway. Yeah. Exactly. One
1: salami out of bags. When Ty and I moved in our place, the cable guy came. He brought his kid. He brought his ten year old kid. I don't mind it. As soon as he pulled up,
0: I'm a family guy.
1: Everybody knows that. Well, yeah, but I was like, I'm I'm not tipping the kid. I'll tip you, pal, but I ain't tipping the kid. I don't care how many wires he's carrying. Here's, mm-hmm. a, here's a
0: tip, kid. Don't do what you're fucking yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking if they sent, like, you got the good one, and then you got the Zito one. <laughs> <laughs> I
5: mean, you he used to do that. that.
0: <laughs> he used to do that. He no telephone know. I know. Oh. Um we're looking at the drawings here, and it doesn't feel a telephone pole was gonna fit. Ah, move it!
2: Ah, it. Zeno didn't deserve that. He did. I
0: know. I know.
1: Pat asked them to get uh baskets or bins to put water <laughs> bottles and beers and Red Bulls in for the golf outing.
0: Took a photo of the one to get.
1: <laughs> and he showed up with laundry baskets. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, but Zito is a you get it guy. Yep. Mm-hmm. The job will get done. Mm-hmm. But he said, you know what? He said he's by the end of this year, he said it's going to be you got it, Zito. He's doing good. He's going to be reading at my wedding. Whether yeah. he likes it or not. <laughs> whether <laughs> Sam likes it or not and I'm
1: whether he can read or not.
0: <laughs> we all know very very confidently that he cannot mm-hmm. read. It's not our fault. It's not his fault. No, he actually put a tweet out said today's this last episode. uh, Shout out to all the teachers that taught him growing up. (laughs) He's the best. Zito is the best human on earth. He is. Mm -hmm. He is the best human. Every day, ready to go. He was eating what a Snickerdoodle cookie this morning, nine a.m. I said, "What the fuck are you doing?" Nine a.m. He said, "It's a breakfast cookie." (laughs) I said, "It's a Snickerdoodle." Ain't Ain't no Snickers in here. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Take a hike. All right, so your gift's from Walmart. Yes. Very nice, Ty and Nick. I thank you. Thank Good you. friends. Well, I really appreciate that. I think that. you're going
3: to like what's in there.
0: Well, I know you went to battle to get these. Yeah, big time. You swam and dodged and weaved your way around the white trash paradise that is the Walmart mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the hood-ass Walmart
3: in there. You almost need a SARS mask walking in there because you don't know <laughs> what's floating around in the air.
0: Everybody judges those Chinese folks that wear those masks in public. Oh, Until yeah. you walk into that Walmart, you're yeah. like, it makes sense. right? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, by it's th- like, what do you get the guy that has everything? Mm-hmm. You know?
0: I've been told this a long time. That's why normally people don't get me much for my birthday, so I appreciate that. But I am an impulse buyer. If I see something I want, I'm going to buy it. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is. That's what money's for. We don't save it.
1: We spend it. We kind of challenged your spirit there for this. Appreciate yeah. that.
0: First things first, something I need on a very regular basis. This is going directly to Foxy, by the way, <coughs> <Yep>. because anytime <laughs> nice. I need something, I just go, Hey, Foxy, you got a... Battery pack to charge a cell phone. Hey, I yeah, appreciate yeah. you guys you. so much.
3: That's a, that's a two times charge on there. All right. So you, you're you getting two full charges out of that thing.
0: That's what it says right here on the front. And it's a slim design so it can fit in uh, Foxy's pocket. Mm-hmm. Look at that upper
3: right hand corner. It's got the battery percentage on there as well.
0: Wow. That is something they don't have. Exactly. That's good. Thank you. Yeah, hey, you bet. That means a lot. You bet. I'm going to need this. We're
3: just getting started. so <laughs> Let's
0: first pull cool up. up. Yeah, Not a great wrap job with the bag. They gave me the gift bag. Classic gift-giving thing <laughs> by bachelor men. Uh, just put a little fucking piece of paper in there, dump some shit in the bag, and close it up. That's perfect wrapping. Yep. I do the same thing. I respect and appreciate this, to be honest with you. Did you get the bag at Walmart as well? Oh, yeah. <laughs> One-stop shop at the White Trash Walmart. Next, we have Tom and Jerry Spotlight Collection over five hours of fun. I am not a gambling man, but I'm betting old Tom... Never catches Jerry in these five <laughs> hours. But I did say on one of the shows that the only cartoon I watched was Tom and Jerry.
3: Bingo. Yep. And that's the best of the best there.
0: This is the best five hours they got?
3: Yeah, loaded with five hours of content.
1: It's a real game of cat and mouse. It is. Hey-o. <laughs> yep. I'll be back. You <laughs> feel good about that one.
0: Do you want me to open a card last... No, uh, it's up, no, to, it's I don't up think to you. So it's up to you. I don't you. think you have to. Because normally the card potentially has like a, a very nice message in it. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. This card may or may not have a gift inside of it. I don't
0: know. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Oh, a little mystery for the thirty-second yeah. birthday, Foxy. How do you feel not being a part of any of this? Because you're over there eating fucking bag salami.
2: So here, no, <laughs> I already got you a gift. You're gonna get your gifts on the golf course.
0: Really? Oh yeah. Foxy and I will be bouncing around on the golf course, uh, giving out celebrity shots to people. Mm-hmm. That'd be very nice of us to do that. Hopefully, they're good. Yeah. The thing that I think is going to happen, if I've registered my golf game at all, I'm going to hit a couple really good shots for some teams.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: And then I'm going to go ahead and hit some very fucking terrible ones for other teams. Hey,
2: that's just golf, though.
0: But hopefully, when I do that, you'll step in and hit a good shot. Oh, okay. Yeah, perfect. Let's open the card from Nick and Ty only. Mm -hmm. Nick and Ty only. Huh. Oh, it's one of them big. Oh, it's a beer mug card. We should get into the card making industry. You walk down like the aisle there at a CVS or a Walgreens. There's some very terrible cards in there. A lot of them.
1: Majority of them, to be honest.
0: Because lo- I'm a big-time card giver. It's very simple. You just put cash in a card. You write mm-hmm. a little message in there from the heart. It's like better gift than anything else most people get, mm-hmm. uh, depending on the amount of cash you put in there, obviously. Yeah. There's a lot of bad cards, though. I think we could create some good cards. We just need paper and a brain. Yeah, yeah. Man,
2: I think we just go on the Internet, use all the best Internet memes, and make them cards. Mm,
0: meme cards. Now we're talking plagiarizing the shit out of a business. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Let's, let's uh,
3: well, and Hallmark still makes
0: a lot of money. Lot they have money. their own stores, like yep. oh, Hallmark yeah. stores. Oh, yeah. They're everywhere. You walk into there, they have a Hallmark channel.
1: Mm-hmm. Does anyone ever buy anything in there besides cards?
3: Yeah, I've bought some you know, random trinkets and shit when you're scrambling for a, a Christmas gift. And you're, Man, <laughs> Fuck it, I'll take that, too. <laughs> Valentine's, Day <laughs> yeah, well. or, uh, Valentine's Day. too, you bet. <laughs>
0: when I lived in uh, my first house here in Indiana, there was a Hallmark store right there, like, catty corner to my house. I got I think every birthday that happened from that Hallmark store, Christmas, Valentine's Day was a clutch. They do, they got everything in Fake flowers, like you can yep. give away fake flowers mm-hmm. in there. They really it's they should start marketing it as like, hey guy, you definitely didn't prepare for this fucking <laughs> holiday. We got it all right here for you. That's really what they should yeah. market it as. Let's get to this card. Beer mug. It is a uh what's that called? It's like art class in high school. Mm, it's kinda um, is, is that cotton up there? You layer things on top of each other. Mm. And it's obviously, it looks as if it's sewed. In high school, we would have put glue down and glued it. It's like a soft fabric, but it's thickish. You get it. You get it. Why's that, Card? The singing card, what a classic gift (laughs) this was from Nick and Ty. I can't stress that enough. Strictly from Nick and Ty. (laughs) Get credit for the singing card. To the best boss friend anyone could ask for, I appreciate you guys. Nick and Ty, by the way. Evan didn't even try to squeeze his name on there, which sometimes you will do. Told you, I was not going to take the credit. It's your birthday. Hope every hour is a happy hour. 24 of them, thanks. We Mm -hmm. mean that, too. Thank you for this, boys. And an Applebee's gift card. $25 25 to $500 will be a guessing game when I get there.
1: Yeah. You know, we can't tell you. That's just rude. Right. So, mm. I can probably guess. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I, think, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. You think so? Yeah.
0: All right. I'm excited, boys. Pick up a couple apps. hmm mm-hmm. uh-huh. At least. Really?
1: Yeah. Get yourself dessert, too. Ooh. Oh, holy shit.
0: It's always an interesting time when you got to punch in and tell the uh, person working to register how much you want to put on a gift card. Yep. Because they are automatically going to judge you, whether oh, it's low yeah. or high. Mm-hmm. If you go high, they're like, oh, this person fucked up. I to make- dealt right. with
3: that a lot when I worked at Best Buy, and I had no problem with trying to goad them into adding about an extra 50 or, you know, it's like, hey, that's all you're giving them?
0: <laughs> oh, you give them like the, oh, this is a 25 to $500 card. We're going with what, 26
3: Oh, okay. Well, he's not going to be able to buy anything in the store with this, so you might want to <laughs> <laughs> A discount. A discount. It's a
0: discount card. We'll call it a discount card, not a gift card. A discount card. Hey, mm-hmm. take $26 off card. That's nice of you. Happy birthday. Happy fucking birthday. I got a the one receipt from one place I went to. It said generic gift card <laughs> on the receipt. I'm like, yo, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Does the money count? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for that, boys. You know I love Applebee's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's your favorite. I like the great ribs. Great service.
2: Great
3: service, great steak.
0: I let's go back to that great service talk. <laughs> let's go back. <laughs> We've had quite a run-in with terrible service at Applebee's. I think more so than any other place that we've gone to as a group on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Applebee's has really been a hit-or-miss operation. And by hit-or-miss, I mean of our party. Like Some people get great service. yeah. person directly next to them gets the worst service I've ever seen. (laughs) Then next to them, it's Mm -hmm. like great service. And then the worst. I don't know how it all happens. Normally, it's table by table. It's human by human at Applebee's.
2: Just like Subway, Applebee's
0: kind of lost their touch.
2: They got too big. Yeah, it'll
0: happen. You know when it happened? Talladega Nights. When they got all that press mm. in Talladega Nights when well, they were going they to have
1: Cobb salad. And they put onions on the bourbon steak. He specifically said no onions.
0: Can't do that. <laughs> you just can't do that. It's a that. shame. I do like their uh, boneless wings, though, that they have on the app. Oh, so they're yeah. good. Oh, yeah. Chicken nuggets with uh, buffalo sauce. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Yeah. The boneless wing talk needs to relax. Like I understand, I don't want to call you a waiter or a waitress. I get it, you're a server, but like you're not boundless wings, bro. You're a fucking chicken nugget. I agree. True. So true. So true. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it.
3: You know what I do love, though, is going in there and getting like a steak medium rare and then having it come come out like icy cold and like black (laughs) in the center. I'm a huge fan of that. Or even
0: well done sometimes. Even well done, medium rare. Yeah. Let that thing cook like a marshmallow. Yeah, exactly. I
3: mean, that's an easy mistake to make. You know, like medium rare and well done are very close on like the cooking scale.
0: So it it makes sense. Gordon Ramsay has always said that when he's looking for his next chef, he goes right to a fucking Applebee's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: He says when i first started working in a kitchen and they would order steaks and i first start working on the grill the guy teaching me was like yeah you just take your left hand put your palm out he goes you just touch it like this put your right index finger on it and touch it and then uh, you know right there's medium right there's well done i said that doesn't mean anything
0: that <laughs> means Sir, nothing to me i'm 16 years old i just got my driver's license how the fuck am I supposed to know what medium or medium rare is? Well, like, I guess that's a real thing,
1: but like the way you explained it, that you're not helping, buddy. John was, Taffer's made a, a real living day. off of
0: people like you cooking medium. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I figured it out.
0: Is this the last one in here no, or is there numerous?
3: More. No, I think that's it. That might be the last one.
0: Okay, dig down to the bottom. It's a nice piece of fabric here. Sleeveless hoodie from Walmart. I did not know Walmart selling sleeveless hoodies. Oh, boy. this is a good one, too. This is our competition. I thought we cornered... Oh, this is a good one. A Russell Athletic one. 100%
3: microfiber, moisture wicking. You ain't going to sweat in that thing. No, no. Good luck.
0: Well, you are going to sweat, but it's going to... It's going to wick it right off. It's a wicker. It's the wick. I don't fully understand what that means, by the way. Phil Plank made a billion dollars off of this moisture wicking thing. What does it mean? It just sucks up my sweat... I think like it's a
3: vacuum. Well, I think it's like uh, when you like, if you like, you spill water on it, like the droplets kind of just run mm-hmm. off, you know, instead of you mm-hmm. get like, Oh, it's in- Rain X. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly.
0: This is, is Rain X for humans. Mm-hmm. That's what Under Armour is. I've never really known. I only wore the Under Armour because it was tight and warm and it was good underneath a shirt, but they're always like, oh, yeah, moisture wicking.
1: And I'm it like, makes yeah. you look jacked. Even if you're out of shape and you put it on, it's going to hold your body parts in the right spot. Hey, mm-hmm. those
0: OG underarmors are just like spanks for dudes. Yep, yep. Put a little mock turtleneck. Mm-hmm. The all-white long sleeve. Oh, you have to. Just kind of sucked you in there like one of them things that those uh, humans wear on the Instagram, the uh, oh, yeah. quartet <laughs> things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what the underarmor, the original Under Armour is. It was like this thick, too. That thing was as, was as thick as yeah, you like a really wrestling breeze, <laughs> but <you> looked incredible. <laughs> it was insane, the originals. Guy made a billion. yeah. Still, don't know what moisture wicking is so it's rain X for sweat. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot more sense. Phil Plank, you're welcome, by the way, if that's what you want to run with. The mm-hmm. next one, this is a very nice sleeveless hoodie, actually. I appreciate you guys. We got competition though, for real. I thought we cornered the market on sleeveless hoodies. Oh, yeah. This one right here is very nice, mm-hmm. looks
1: good. We Let me should tell you, very affordable as well.
3: Don't
2: say that. That's not good. It was scary when I saw how affordable it was. Tight dump that. Well done by you guys.
3: Maybe affordable. The only thing you worry about with something like that is, who's touched that thing? (laughs) Who's maybe tried that thing on in the changing room at Walmart? Whose
0: nipples were rubbing up against my moisture-wicking sleeveless Exactly. I'm not going to wash this before I put it on here. I'm going to roll the dice. Especially with that Walmart you guys came out of. I'm liable (laughs) to catch maybe fucking SARS.
3: Yeah. (laughs) SARS, scabies. Who knows? I
0: learned what scabies was the other day because
3: we
2: had, yeah Foxy had scabies. I've had scabies before. Not good. Not surprised. Not <laughs> good. Just a dirty ass locker room. You're going to get it in high school. I thought you went from the pub. Oh, no, 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 no.
0: Not at the pub. Pub is a dirty ass place. Though. It is. We interrupt this invigorating conversation. Is that the right word? That works. Invigorating works. Oh, yeah. What exactly does invigorating
3: mean? Uh, something invigorates you, like gives you energy and you know, gives you a little juice.
0: Well, consider me invigorated because Bitcoin. What do I think of <laughs> when I think of Bitcoin? I think of an opportunity I had years ago to get in on the Bit- Bitcoin game early. <laughs> mm-hmm. And what did I say? Nah, nah, <laughs> nope. I don't do that stuff. I buy shots because <laughs> <laughs> Bitcoin huh? is it coming a tall glass or what? Bitcoin. Never heard of it. Can I buy Bitcoin for all my friends here at the bar? Is that can I do that? And they said, no, just wait a couple of years, Pat, and it's going to be all over the place. And I said, yeah, yeah, sure. I'd like 100 shots for me and my friends. <laughs> so you go on a couple of years, and what happens? Bitcoin explodes, and now Bitcoin is everywhere. Mm-hmm. And now's the time to get in on the Bitcoin game because it's only going to go up from here. Mm-hmm. It's only going to go all the way up from what I've been told. I have not done the research, but from what I've been told, the Bitcoin game not only has come in a big way, it's going to continue to go, and you can get in on the action as well. There's this new extension called Lolly, where you can earn free Bitcoin from over 750 retailers. Retailers such as SeatGeek, Foot Locker, Priceline pay Lolly when Lolly users shop their sites. Lolly then pays you in Bitcoin, letting you earn up to 30% back in Bitcoin on any purchase. Whoa. So that's a
3: 30% off, I assume, right? right? Yeah, pretty much.
0: Up to 30% off. I've been using it when I make purchases on SeatGeek and Foot Locker, and you should be as well. You can hold the Bitcoin or cash out anytime to USD, and the money is all yours. I know this will be most people's first Bitcoin they have ever earned, but if SeatGeek trusts them, then I do as well. We talked about that earlier in the show. think are good folks. Oh, yeah? Go to lolly.com to earn the money of the future. That is is l-o-l-l-i.com. Again, lolly.com to earn free Bitcoin from hundreds of top retailers. Also, this Mother's Day, for a limited time only, 23andMe is taking $30 off their Health and Ancestry kit until May 13th. Jesus. A 23andMe Health and Ancestry kit is the perfect gift for your mother on this Mother's Day. Celebrate what makes mom special with personalized genetic insights on her health, traits, and more. With the Health and Ancestry Kit, you and mom can celebrate your genetic similarities and differences as you explore your shared connection with over 125 personalized genetic reports on your health, traits, and more. 23andMe changed my life. Yeah, it it did. Drastically. Big Mm -hmm. time. It really did. Mm -hmm. You learn more about you than you could ever imagine. In this Mother's Day, let your mom learn more about her than she's ever learned. It's a gift of knowledge. My friends, and that is something you can give to people that seem to have everything. With 23andMe's Health and Ancestry Kit, your mom can discover how her genes may influence her health and more with over 125 personalized genetic reports that feature information on her traits and health, like genetic weight, caffeine consumption, sleep movement, and much more. Your mom might have many questions that she has throughout this entire life. When I do this, this seems to happen. When I do this, this seems to happen. This seems to happen on a more regular basis than my friend Darla's. Darla never gets this. Well, you do the 23andMe Health and Ancestry Kit, there's a good chance your mom's going to find out why. And what are you going to be? The greatest son or daughter to ever walk this planet Earth. Mm. Answer your mom's questions. Give her the gift of knowledge with 23andMe. This Mother's Day, get $30 off 23andMe's Health and Ancestry Kit at 23andMe.com PAT. That's the number 23 com slash PAT. Again, that's 23andMe.com slash PAT. 23andMe.com slash PAT. Get $30 off. This offer ends May 13th. Get to it. Take care of your mom. Give her a little knowledge. Maybe find out if you're 0.09% Italian and have to apologize to all your friends. (laughs) Let's get back to the conversation. What else? Anything happen in order we should talk about? Oh, yeah. Westwood One has come in and made a real play for your boys here. Pretty excited about it. Mm -hmm. That was part of May 1st, 2019. We had 47 people show up at the office yesterday (laughs) wanting autographs and donations and this and that. All the while, a massive meeting with Westwood One was happening. Um, I thought, really, the office handled it like a bunch of champs. Everybody, We clean the place up for them. Mm-hmm. Anytime we get people from the big city to come out to America and visit us, <laughs> yep. we always clean up the office. We kick the shit under the bed. We throw it into the closet. <laughs> I literally went into my office, picked up a bag, like a, a whole, it was a pile of like merch, just a pile of merch that I've either worn or has been sitting there for months. And I went into my bathroom and put it underneath the sink and kicked it underneath. And I was like, <laughs> I feel like I'm fucking 12 again, <laughs> when my mom is like, clean up your bedroom. It was an awesome day, though. A lot of chitter-chatter. Something big could be coming here for us. This, is, this type of setup has happened before mm-hmm. right? on numerous occasions mm-hmm. where conversations happen. I'm flown across the country numerous times to go meet people, shake hands, and then it all comes to be a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. This one seems pretty good, though. The people are very nice, very, very intelligent I enjoyed it a lot, and it would be cool to be able to get a little wind at the back of our sails. It would be oh, nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, we're, uh, if we were a sailboat, the Amish of the sea, mm-hmm. it would be nice if there was a little bit of a <sighs> right behind us. And Interesting
1: I- timing from the universe, too, for that meeting with uh, the Monday Night Football announcement, of course, came today. Oh, yeah, yeah
0: by the yeah, way, um, you know, I wrote on the Internet that ever since I was a kid, the yuppies – have not been fans of the Pat McAfee. I'm talking like since third grade, Mm -hmm. second, third grade. And my mom is ingrained in my brain that they're not friends of ours. So I I hate them as well. Uh, There's a lot of suits and people that don't fully understand or get it with me. Right. They don't get it. Right. I'm an internet guy. I was a punter. I'm this, I'm that. There's always like an excuse. I've always said haters could see me walk on water and they'd say it's because I can't swim. Some of those particular people that view that are in positions of power. And there's always an excuse. It's like, this happened, but it was because of this. This happened, but it was because of this. So instead of seeing things and being like, oh, that was awesome that that happened, there tends to be, with me, I've realized, and this is throughout my entire life, yeah, that happened, but it's because of this or this or this and this. And it's just like, yeah, but... I mean, if you could just look through it with your beer goggles like you make with all your other fucking decisions, yeah. <laughs> it would be very, very nice. I think it would be, th- but I do think something big is coming around the corner. There's been a lot of positive momentum, mostly from listeners of this show and followers on the internet. You guys are the absolute greatest. Amen. But I think our time will become. I think our time will become. But come. that's mm-hmm. also
3: why I don't understand, like, the, oh, he's an internet guy. Like, if you have a, a following like you do and you're as good at manip- not even manipulating, but just being on the internet as you are. Anymore. Like those people are fucking more powerful than the guys working at ESPN. I mean, the guys at ESPN are making the decisions, but you wield more power with people than they do.
0: Here is BTS is an incredible the the boy band from South Korea. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not North Korea. That boy band is a guy we used to talk about. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't talk about that boy band anymore. Mm-mm. Old Jimmy Kong Kong. Bad guy. <laughs> South Korea though. There's a band called BTS. And they are they got the juice more than any band I've ever seen in my entire life. I was watching mm-hmm. this Billboard Music Award thing with Sam earlier. And they Kelly Clarkson came out with Gronk was there and this whole thing was happening. And she's singing and talking. The place is completely quiet. This one little BTS, okay, has pink hair. His corner of his face pops into the corner of the camera that is on the Jumbotron. The entire top bowl is filled with teenage girls. Lights up. <laughs> Loudest yell ever. And Kelly, you could see her like almost like perk up. So then they cut the the kids off the camera, dead silent again. So then his pink hair creeps onto the screen again. Place goes crazy. Okay. So then I think like the producers. I would assume they knew this was going to happen. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But then they just backed up while Kelly was singing and just showed the entire band. The roof went off the place. Kelly was singing. You couldn't even hear her because these teenage girls were just screaming. But they built their shit on the internet On the YouTube in South Korea, like the mainstream here in America Mm -hmm. is catching up to them later. These dudes, they're gonna, they do whatever the fuck they want. Oh, yeah. These dudes do whatever, because they have an army behind them, you know? They have an absolute army, right? Just like the Biebs. The Biebs was a YouTube sensation, yep. internet sensation. Then when he got into the mainstream, all those people were with him ready to go. We are nowhere near that level, but it is nice to know that we got a few hundred thousand people ready to go to bat for us at any given time. Oh, you know? yeah. And I want to let you know, if you're going to go to bat for me, if I get a chance to be put into a situation, like, I'm going to show up for you guys. Uh, I'm going to let you know that what you are saying and what you are tweeting... I will not waste it. I will take advantage of every situation that is afforded to me, and hopefully we'll just hit motherfucking dingers until we get to the top, and let's Mm -hmm. ride this wave together and enjoy the hell out of it. I think that is a real thing, though. Honestly, I do. And I think a lot of people are put into situations, like forced into them, and they drop the ball. And I'm going to tell you what. Ball security is job security. I'm holding on to (laughs) (laughs) that. I do have a good time, though, man. It's so much fun because – When I go to do things, I'm talking with people who are professionals at whatever I'm going to do. Right. And it's like watching them prepare and like mentally get like all worked up. And like, you see this. And I'm literally just like, yeah, come on, man. Like, just give me a fucking chance to get out there. Like, let's just do this. Like, I'm so excited for it. I think at some point we're going to blindside the whole operation. It's just going to be a full takeover and it's going to be a lot of fun. I honestly do. After meeting the humans that get paid to do stuff that we do. It's going to be a lot of fun to just kind of take over. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be a very cool thing. Who knows what's next, though?
3: Yeah, I mean, a lot of doors open.
0: It, well, one big one. For
3: every that. door that closes, another one opens.
0: Some other beginning's end. What is that song? Closing time. Yeah, Closing summer summer. time. Hmm. One last call for alcohol to finish your whiskey. A i here. I want to take me home.
2: I know
0: who
5: I want
0: to take me home. Take me home. I was trying to get to the line where that thing happens, but it. I don't know where it's at. Every
3: new beginning comes, comes from, from some, some other, other beginning beginning's and end.
0: Nailed it. Hey. Hey. You got there way before me.
3: Well, yeah, but it was you doing that that got me there. Well, that's what I have to do.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a jukebox where I couldn't tell you who sings that song. I couldn't tell you. Semi-sonic. Now we're talking. Mm-hmm. That's what you need to be on Jeopardy right there. Yeah. Jeopardy James, by the way, still going. <laughs> hey. Still going. Yeah, it's great.
1: It's believable, too.
0: Bro, he won $92,000 the other day. How do you not enjoy this? This is just like at the NXT TakeOver pre-show. Some guy was going out to play AJ Styles, Ty Schmidt's favorite wrestler. Yeah, you bet.
3: That fucking piece of shit.
0: That one was for me. Just, yeah. <laughs> this guy goes out to play AJ Styles at the NXT TakeOver pre-show for a million dollars. Okay, So a WWE Universe member, an NXT fan, is potentially going to win a million dollars. Dream come true. Life-changing situation. As soon as he walks on the stage, the whole crowd boos him. I'm like, Why, what are we talking about? Let's get this guy rich. We don't want to <laughs> see this guy win a million dollars. <laughs> like We're not happy for the guy. And Sam Roberts was like, No. I should be up there waiting. (laughs) I was like, that's how you guys think? He's like, yeah, I would have booed him too. I'm like, why are we not happy for this guy? (laughs) And then he won, obviously. AJ was very bad at the game. I was like, yeah. AJ Styles was not good at the game. I Mm -hmm. mean, the guy won. But I learned a lot about society in that moment. I learned literally a lot about society in that moment because in my eyes, I was completely blind to the fact that we weren't happy for this guy about to win a million dollars. I was jacked up for the guy. I'm like, let's go, dude. His whole family's going to live a new life. His kids are probably going to be comfortable.
1: Everyone's first thought is, why him? Right. Why me? I could do that. Screw him. I'll do it.
0: Those were the actual chants that were happening. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you just said there almost sounds too familiar. We were sitting there and our mics were live, or mics were live at the beginning of it. And everybody started booing. I was like, what? And in the ear, they're like, your mics are live. I'm like, oh, so I gotta be quiet. I mean, and then so I'm whispering to Sam Roberts, I'm like, why are they booing? And he's like, because that should be me. I'm like, you? He's like, no, that's how they feel. I was like, oh, we live in a hater society. Oh, yeah. I didn't think that's. I don't think that's right at all. Honestly, I think we should be happy for that guy winning a million dollars. And I don't know how I we got okay here. I was
1: okay with it because he threw it right back in their faces. Yeah. Yeah,
0: he, he did. Kind of he went full heel. You can boo me all you want. I yeah. got a million dollars. I fucking love that. I absolutely love that. So when people are hating on this Jeopardy guy, like I want him to win forever. I want this guy to win forever. I want him to win forty five million dollars if it's possible. I want to see everybody win. But the fact that we're watching a guy raking ninety two grand mm-hmm. off of Jeopardy, like that's astronomical. People are winning with seventy five hundred bucks I'm yeah. I mean, Like ninety two grand, like let's go, dude. But there are people that say it's fake. So
3: I'm, yeah, star- I'm, starting, to yeah, oh, yeah. I'm starting I'm starting to flow towards that side. That bit. it's fake? Like, yeah. That it's all work. I don't know. I just feel like this guy's got it. would be one like Ken Jennings had a personality. Like, this guy's just a
0: fucking weirdo. (laughs) So, you just don't like him as a person? No. He's on Jeopardy. I've never seen
3: him. I haven't
1: watched
0: one episode of this.
3: I said it yesterday on Heartland Radio. His underbite drives me insane. (laughs) Insane. You're a terrible guy. Well, you know. (laughs) You're a terrible guy. It's okay. Just yeah, I am. You know?
1: I feel the same way sometimes. I see one I hate that guy. Why? I don't know. I don't like the way he looks. People do that to
0: me all the time. Yeah, the internet, it happens. So I think that's why I'm on the other side of that. Like, like, yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, it happens to be a lot. <laughs> but yeah, he's on Jeopardy. He's not going to have a good personality. That's what they, that's what Jeopardy is. You ever seen Alex Trebek interview are those? the those three yeah, worst that's... interviews of all time true. every night. <laughs> that is true. Every night it's the three worst interviews, and it gets worse and worse somehow, and Trebek knows it. Mm-hmm. Trebek knows it. Trebek's just sitting normally on a fucking loaded gun waiting to saw him die <laughs> yep. with their dumb answers. <laughs> not anymore, because he's going through some stuff, a little mm-hmm. life perspective thing. Yep. By the way, shout out Trebek OG. o oh, of OGs. Yeah. Um, but I liked watching a guy just win and win and win. You're still sold that it's fake, you? Yeah, I think so. Why?
1: Why not? Like I said, Trebek's on his way out eventually here at some point, with all due respect. But they need some juice. They need someone to come in and, and bring some young viewers back in and get people excited again. And here's the perfect opportunity. This guy who can't be defeated and he wins by these astronomical margins.
0: Well, he won by $18 the other day. And I'm right. Came crashing so then all back. of
1: a sudden he looks vulnerable and it's like, oh, wow, I'm interested. He's been winning all this time. But look, he barely won this time. Let's bigger, see what happens next week. You're too big of a wrestling fan. You, that, you may be right. I mean,
2: I will say I'm not a Jeopardy guy. And this is the only time Jeopardy has really been on the see, radar. Look. But that can go both ways. Like, that can make me like the guy because he's going on such a hot streak. It's but up- it also could be fake and that's why they're doing it
1: but you'll never know if it's fake or not so it doesn't matter it's so. not
0: fake it's real we will know we live in a woke society james will snatch he'll write a book at some point <laughs> <laughs> i mean at some no, point I, if we I, live if if we survive this black hole that's sucking us or the 12 years that everybody God says we bitch. have left if we survive long enough he'll write a book and tell us if it's fake i don't think it is though
1: it's fake news society if he comes out says it's fake. no no it's not don't listen to him he's lying he's making it up
0: well yeah everybody's spinning
1: you always say it
0: i will bury him if I have a big enough platform and he comes out and says it's fake, I'll say he's lying. <laughs> Just want to let you know, I will be a part of the spin zone. <laughs> it's real. So it's real. Just lock it in and it's real because I'm going to spin in it its road no matter what. I hope it is. That's Jeopardy is one of the only pure things left, I think. Yeah. Wheel of Fortune. You watch people lose a million dollars because they mispronounce words because mm-hmm. they're dumb dumbs.
1: Mythical <laughs> hero, Achilles.
0: <Atulis. laughs> that mil- was tough. A million dollars. Fucking million dollars. Ugh. You remember who wants to be a millionaire?
2: Oh yeah, oh yeah.
0: Oh, cause he called his dad to tell him he was going to win.
3: That was like the most G uh, shit ever.
0: I like to phone a friend. Okay, who do you want to call? I uh, call my dad. Let him know I just became a fucking millionaire. <laughs> hey, Regis, get that shit on speed dial, will you? <laughs> All right, you have one minute here, thirty seconds to talk to your father, tell him Regis Philbin. Where'd he
3: go? Uh, uh, he's got one foot in the grave. I was going to say, is he still kicking? Guys. You guys. he He's, he's an old be. man. He was doing, uh, what, Regis and Kelly with Kelly Lee or whatever the fuck right. her name Kelly is. Retired. Kelly, I don't remember.
2: Kelly, we Penich- would, Kelly Ripa. Kelly Ripa, yeah. We would know if Regis was dead. Yes. For sure. Right.
0: Regis, he had a Guinness World Record at one point for being the most minutes on television. Mm-hmm. I guess history- he was a
3: Notre Dame alum too, so we definitely would know if.
0: Yeah, Regis isn't dead. I don't know if Regis will ever die. Might not. He like, helped launch Fox Sports 1 somehow. Remember when he had that show with mm-hmm. 45 people on the yep. set? Yep. I mean, it wasn't a good show at all, but that you, when you need to launch a network, what do you do?
3: Fucking find Reg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: 87 years old.
2: We, ended, we had that Illuminati talk on Heartland Radio 2.0. Yep. Regis, something to think about in the entertainment biz of the Illuminati. I could see it.
0: Seacrest too, yeah, a hundred percent. Seacrest is definitely in it. He hasn't aged mm-hmm. in twenty years. He hasn't. He's gotten younger somehow. Yeah. You know how they do? Like uh, TMZ puts out two photos of people, like one from twenty years ago, one from now, and they're like, "Genes are good docs." Mm-hmm. Every single time, it's good docs. Yeah. Every single, every single answer, every single time is B. Good doctors. Mm-hmm. But what are those doctors? Where are those doctors? What do they do? They just peel your you face. You think
1: it is every single time?
0: I think so. I man. don't
1: know. I just sometimes I think it's like, like. You think Tom Brady, though. You think Tom Brady said work done. I think sometimes it's like working out and that, that super crazy healthy diet and stuff like that that you can afford to get when you get to their level of money. Still
0: with doctors, though, right? Putting together that, that diet. True. Yeah, I guess so. True. Yeah. Look at you. That was kind of a terrible spin zone there. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was kind of a fucked up spin zone by me. But yeah, I think. I think Tom got some shots in his forehead or whatever, the Botox shit. I think he did, and then he won another Super Bowl, so literally can't say anything about it. Nope. Yeah. Can't say a single thing about it. Mm-hmm. He went and chugged an apple juice on a late-night TV show, won that competition, and then he went and won a Super Bowl. Tom Brady can do anything he wants. Now he's training out in L.A. He you see those pictures of the UCLA kids? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you see the other field? It was the rest of the UCLA team, I think, doing conditioning, and then there was three wide receivers on Tom Brady's field. The fuck did the rest of the team do? That they don't get to. The- <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? They look like they were in lines to run, and then these three wide receivers are like, uh, "All right, you, you, and you, you're welcome. You get to train with Tom Brady. <laughs> Everybody else on the fucking line. <laughs> I'd be miserable. I, I would. I wish I would have been on that team. And I look over there and fucking Steve Slayton's training with Tom Brady, and I'm running one tens. Oh, Steve, isn't this nice? (laughs) On the cover of every magazine, Heisman winner, and you get to play catch with Tom Brady while I'm puking over here. (laughs) It's fucking awesome. Tom Brady, greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah? Easy. Um, Kevin Durant. I'm going to start lobbying for Kevin Durant as best basketball player of all time. (laughs) Best basketball player of all time. (laughs) I'm off the LeBron train. Come on. I'm off the LeBron train. Come on. And some would say, this is a what have you done for me lately. (laughs) Some people would say, this is a what have you done for me lately take. I say, nay. LeBron James had an incredible run in the NBA. Mm -hmm. He's turned to wine. He's produced seven shows. He's got a very blossoming and booming business outside of the NBA that is making him more money probably than he's making in the NBA somehow. When that happens, it is hard to want to wake up in the morning and put up a hundred. She wasn't with shooting in the gym. It's hard Ooh. to wake up and do that, especially when you're just housing wine and tequila every night. Yeah, I think I think we're at the point now where LeBron is going to fade himself out and move on to forward things. The Lakers have been duped. The everything is LeBron had an incredible career, incredible career. What are you saying?
2: You're counting my out way too early. Now it's party time.
0: I was just looking. I saw the, the drinking other day party when he was a kid, bro, he was faking the empty bottle of wine dump. That's like me in college. He's having that right now. He's been a poster boy for perfect basketball players since he was 15, 14 years old. He hasn't had to been able to have any fun. He's on that banana boat. Everybody thinks he's losing his mind. What do you do? Probably have like two shots of tequila that day.
2: Okay, I saw the stats from this season. LeBron still averaged 0.1 more points than Kevin Durant, averaged more rebounds, and averaged more assists. Now, I get it. KD is on the Warriors, so he doesn't have to do as much. But LeBron's not done.
0: I His offseason's already off to a wine start. <laughs> I'm telling you that. I, I don't think – just like Conor McGregor. Once you get a yacht – It's hard to want to wake up at 5.30 a.m. and get your face punched in. Mm -hmm. This is true. Which is what you need to do if you're going to go beat a fucking Khabib guy who wrestles bears. Yeah. Okay? That's (laughs) what you have to do. And it's hard to want to grind in the gym when you have seven television shows that are making just as much money as the basketball is. It's hard to want to grind in the gym when you have numerous championships, numerous MVPs, numerous accolades where you can sleep and say, yeah, I was one of the greatest basketball players of all
1: time. Unless you're the rock.
0: The Rock don't stop.
1: Good point. Rent's due. Clanging and banging.
0: The Rent's due one. Is that from J.J. J. Watt? I think that's from J.J. J. Watt. No, He no. has
1: definitely said it before and used it. Yeah, I'm I sure. think
0: J.J. J. Watt launched the success is not owned, it's leased, and rent is due every day. Mm. I think that's potentially a J.J. J. Watt quote.
2: No, I know The Rock had merch with Rent's due on it for a fact. I saw it in Dick Sporting Goods.
0: So you're telling me J.J. Watt jacked that from The Rock? Or The Rock jacked it from J.J.
1: J. I'm pretty sure it's a age-old Old expression. Old quote, yeah. But... Wow. I've heard JJ Watson. You guys are saying Unknown
0: the Rock. It might be Unknown, yeah. Unknown gets a lot of fucking accolades too.
3: One him. of the best.
2: And the Rock and JJ, very similar humans kind of. How? Both monsters. Outside both,
3: of them both being jacked.
2: Uh, both they're both the very game. motivational
0: and both incredible what they do. Yep. Very rich. I'd assume businessmen. I don't know how JJ's business is. The Rock is a businessman.
3: He just, just launched uh, new ear pods today.
0: From Under Armour or from himself? From,
3: from Under Armour.
0: Jeez. Yeah, he might have a stake in Under Armour. I think this
3: he point. does. I think he does. I think his line of stuff is doing very, very well. Zito, fucking Zito, went to Dick's and spent six hundred bucks on rock merch.
0: Yeah, and then they didn't take the fucking uh, the thing the off, off, so he just took scissors to it and cut, cut the, the thing shirt. off, cut the
2: shirt. That was the billionaire moment. He did it, and I was like, "Yep, you're a billionaire." For he sure.
0: just sliced into the shirt. He just <laughs> yep. spent fucking hundred dollars on. Over nah, I'm gonna take it or... They said they were taking off. I'll take it off. It came in a camouflage. <laughs> He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> Lovable, but a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, JJ Watt sent a DM on the Twitter today. Oh, that's right. Uh, mentioning that I potentially got robbed out of that Monday Night Football gig. Very nice of him. He doesn't follow me on Instagram, though, so I unfollowed him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I Gotta follow him it. on Twitter, but he doesn't follow me on Instagram, so I unfollowed Because I watched his IG story, and I couldn't send a message to him. I was going to send a message on one of his IG stories. And I was like, wait a does he just turn off his IG messages to everybody there? Smart move, by the way, JJY. It's what I said, Smart move. Yeah. And then I click on his name, and I go to following. Uh, and then you just start typing in your name at the top there, and my name didn't pop. There's no PAs. Ugh. And I'm like, I'm fucking out. <laughs> See you later, bub. <laughs> See you later, bub. But we still have a twilationship, mm-hmm. so I don't know how I feel about it. I'm not big on the Instagram anyways. I was trying there for a little bit.
2: It's a lot of work.
0: It's not easy i'm so invested in the twitter right i'm so invested in the twitter.
3: well and that's the thing if you wanted to like the amount of like probably pictures that you have that are just insane that you could put on there like would be awesome it's a, but it's a like
0: flex too it, it right takes different time. game everything on instagram is a flex everything on instagram is a they're flex.
3: taking away the likes yeah too. or they're Some experimenting the with it yeah what do you mean so yeah it, it's they said it's either going to be for some users where it doesn't show likes on any of their pictures. And then they're really going to limit, uh, like, so for example, when D Wade posted that picture of his baby and people were just fucking going at the baby big time, they're going <laughs> to get rid of likes on comments underneath it.
0: Oh, so they don't float to the top. Exactly. Right? So you're not
1: promoting guys going on there, roasting people and cause that's what gets all the likes.
0: That's the
2: best part about Twitter. The comments.
0: I disagree. I put out heaters of tweets. (laughs) If somebody's going to show up in my comments with a better comment than me, I respect it. Right. I'm saying it's an anomaly. It's not going to happen often. But I do respect the thread and the adding on to people. Yeah, like
2: on a viral tweet.
0: I don't think I do enough of that on anybody. I don't do enough of the commenting on other IG posts. I don't do enough of commenting on other people's tweets. Almost because I I feel bad. Like I don't want to go in there you know what i mean well i always feel like i don't want to go in there that's their thing i don't want to go in there but that's people make an entire living off of that
3: twitter especially if you went in and commented under someone else's thing like people are just going to start responding to you yeah we we'll go right and to and the their, top their tweet will get erased yeah and now i'm talking
0: there and then somebody would be like oh fucking asshole i feel like the person that sent out the original tweet right would potentially get a little bitter with me mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure so i just stay in my lane on the twitter and, and on the instagram i just stay in my lane i commenting on comments in my comments by the way is something i've been told i have to do by all the ig people and i'm like i don't that's not for me to do but i've been doing it i've been answering these people it's just too much work it It is it's
3: an extra job you get thousands (laughs) of comments on every single time you post something what are you supposed to go through and reply to every third comment? people do by
0: the way i know i watch people that they literally reply to every single comment in there, and I'm, and then Gary V is like out there telling me like I see you not commenting on other people's comments in your comments, and it's like, am I supposed to comment on comments <laughs> in my comments? I thought that's what the original comment
1: something if I like genuinely am interested or it makes me laugh or right. something like that, I'll acknowledge it. But otherwise, it's like all right, yeah, I get it, I see it.
0: I just recently started liking people's comments.
1: I'm yeah, a big I do that. At-
6: yeah,
0: I don't like anybody's tweets. I don't do that. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, a like means nothing.
2: That is true. It is true. A
0: like means absolutely nothing for sure. on Twitter. A retweet is everything. A retweet is a commercial of your TV show on somebody else's TV show. Mm-hmm. So if you're not tweeting for retweets, you're not playing the tweeter right. Retweets are king on Twitter. Likes, I don't fully comprehend them. It's like, oh, I saw what you tweeted there. Pretty much. That's basically what it says. Mm-hmm.
3: I feel like likes are for uh, people who tweet at, like, celebrities. Like, oh, it was so great meeting you today, so-and-so. And And then, like, the celebrity likes that just to, like, verify, like, yeah, I saw this. Thank you.
0: I think everybody who tweets me needs to know that I've seen it. (laughs) Just know that I've seen it. If you've tweeted me, I have seen it. And and if I didn't see it now, later when I got nothing going on or I'm on a plane with no Wi-Fi, I'm going to scroll back and I'm going to see it. Just know that I see it. And you might get muted, too just know that that is a very possible <laughs> <laughs> that is a very possible thing um yeah somebody somebody tweeted that aria was a g mm-hmm. on sunday i tweeted that aria is such a g after she caught the knife thing and stabbed the thing and then the thing did the thing oh, yeah. <laughs> and then saved the thing in the wheelchair yep mm-hmm. you bet the um uh, i said aria is such a g that one out blah 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 kept going some girl Tweeted me um, that I stole her tweet.
3: Yeah, I don't understand that shit.
0: Because uh, she, in in a sentence, s- said the same thing. Not what I said, but in the same thing. And then she circled the number of likes she had and circled the number of likes I had. She had like 11 likes and I had like 21,000 or something like that. And she was like, uh, that's the difference, blah, 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 stolen tweet. And I was like, uh, bitch, you don't even know what we're looking for here. Like, <laughs> I was going to reply like hey, hey, those those likes mean nothing, lady. I, I I am very sorry, but the likes mean absolutely nothing. Let's go ahead and circle the retweets over there. That's mm-hmm. the real number. You mm-hmm. you actually covered up what mattered with your circle. Could if if we highlight that number more? That'd be good. Um,
3: well, and it's just common sense. Like you don't follow her, how the hell would you see that tweet?
0: I I wouldn't let her know that. I'm honored that my brain thought the same thing of her incredible brain. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I wanted to tell her that. Exactly. I say that very often in the office. Yep. If your brain thinks of something, and you can genuinely say that you didn't know that it was thought of before, and said thing has already been a success story, you should feel good that your brain is on the same page as something that is successful. That should mm-hmm. make you feel good. It should make you feel bad. It should make you feel good. Now, granted, you can't run with it because no. it's already been taken. You have to think of something else. But you should give your brain a little, uh, hey, 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 Bray, look at you thinking of something good. <laughs> look at you. Even though somebody else did it first and it became very successful and they're living on an island because of it, you're, you you still thought of it. <laughs> you should feel good about it, whatever comes next. I think we should have more of that. And that's my declaration on my birthday. And this is the show. Amen. Um, it's Thursday. This is going to be the first time we do this. So a little throwback Thursday. And we're going to throw back to a Heartland Radio episode last week where an interview happened with two of the horse soldiers from the movie 12 Strong and the documentary Legion of Brothers. Their green berets came into the office, and we just peppered them with questions about a mission where they were sent on horseback into Afghanistan Mm -hmm. weeks after 9-11 and told by the United States government to figure it out and went to like 45 different wars. That's all they did. Just went to war every single day for three months, four months. And to hear them tell the story uh, that was expressed and displayed in the movie 12 Strong is incredible. And drink their bourbon whiskey called Horse Soldier Bourbon Whiskey. It tastes good. Mm -hmm. And after this story, you're going to be like, oh, I really want these two guys to become very rich. And they're the ones that own the bourbon whiskey, Horse Soldier. So Mm -hmm. uh, I think you're going to enjoy the hell out of this. Thanks for listening uh, to my birthday episode here. Of Pat Show 2.0. If you can tell your friends to listen, that'd be great. Always welcome new people to the party here. Uh, If you want to tweet at ESPN, tell them thanks for considering me. But ultimately... fucked up. I mean, I I I didn't want to say it. I was trying to figure out another way to describe it, but I couldn't. Uh, That'd be great. Hashtag end gang, Hashtag end game. Um, Go ahead and send something for me to think about in this 32nd year of my life. Whether it's a potential thing I should buy.
5: Mm -hmm.
0: uh, Potential life thought. A picture of something that you find funny, just something to make me laugh or feel good here on my birthday, I'd appreciate it immensely. Hashtag Endgame, hashtag Endgame, three and a half hour movie. Uh, send me something to make me laugh or smile or to think about here in my 32nd year. Shout out to Evan Foxy uh, for being here. Thank you. Big thanks to Nick and Ty for buying me an actual birthday gift. Hey, hey you're, you're welcome. welcome. Happy no- birthday. Numerous birthday gifts. This will this will be remembered by the way, Christmas bonus time. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. Yes. Yeah, this will be remembered and uh, thought of well during Christmas bonus time.
3: I'm just just glad you liked it.
0: Oh yeah, this isn't for that.
3: Yeah, no, I, do, I could give two, I could give a shit about the bonus. I'm just happy that you're happy. Yeah, we don't do it for birthday. bonuses. We yeah. do it because we're friends.
0: Christmas, long time away. Yeah. You, you didn't even think about that. Absolutely not. No, no way. whole summer to get through. Whole summer? And in the fall? Jeez. Wow. Not a Christmas bonus thought in mine. Nope. Mm -hmm. Foxy, no, it is in mine. It is in my mind.
2: You're getting your gift today on the golf course. And you may or may not be able to use it on the golf course.
0: Oh, would you give me a butter? No, you got your sleeve of golf balls. (laughs) Did you really? (laughs) Thank you, man. Pro Vs? You'll see. I'm going to lose those things quickly. (laughs) Know that. (laughs) Somebody got me Pro Vs this one time for a golf outing. They're like, man, we're so happy you were in our group because... When you're a uh, celebrity at those uh, charity golf outings, they pair you with a foursome. And I refuse to do that for this golf outing because it is punishment to the celebrity because you get paired with a foursome that you don't know and you have to spend five hours together out of 18 holes. And if you get paired with a bad foursome, it is fucking hell. Let me tell you that. (laughs) Everybody has a joke. For me, everybody had a joke they wanted to say, a beer they wanted to chug. And I was down to do it. Hey, I'm here for a charity. I'm here having a good time. Let's do it. But- back in the day when I was throwing beers back there wasn't a lot of people that could keep up so mm-hmm. now they're trying to impress me with drinking with me by oh, hole eight we have a sloppy group of four men <laughs> <laughs> that I have to be with for another ten Dad's holes
3: babysit on the yes. <laughs>
0: yes I had to drive three golf carts in one time <laughs> I had to drive through golf course in one. And that was the last time I, started, I stopped showing up at those things. I was like, I can't do it. All these people want to drink with me. Uh, it's going to get terrible. How about I just bounce around? My move was like, I'm just going to bounce around, which is what Foxy and I are going to do. I started doing that at other people's
7: there events. though. I started
0: showing up late and then just bouncing around. I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to make it on time. I got this big thing happening, but I'll be able to bounce around if that's all right. They're like, perfect. I'm like, so any notables that are listening to the show? leckler mangold mm-hmm. any of the other people yep. that's the move you're busy in the morning you'll come late and bounce around so you can get out of there because nobody really thinks about that as you shouldn't you, you shouldn't by the way when you go to these charity golf hours, like oh this is so much fun we're gonna be paired up with a person yeah that person's being cruel and unusually punished uh <laughs> if you're a bad group there's good groups though there are good groups oh yeah for sure i've been paired with a group that like taught me how to golf better that was awesome. Right. You know, those people are awesome. Right, but boy, you get a bad group. That's a miserable day for charity. <laughs> it's terrible. What Are you saying?
2: Well, speaking of us bouncing around, I was thinking about this earlier. You said, "How do you think it's going to go?" And you said you are going to hit some good ones, some bad ones. If I had to guess, though, you are going to be on fire, yeah. and I am going to be hitting some good ones. And by the end of the round, we're going to come back to the boys and you are going to say, "If me and Foxy played in this thing, we would have won the belt."
0: I agree. <laughs> no, that's probably what's going to happen. I want to let whoever knows out there, whoever wins that belt out there, yeah. That shit's gonna be challenged. Like <laughs> that, you had. Hey, that belt is least not owned. Bingo. Nope. Yep. That belt is least not owned. <laughs> You're gonna have to earn that thing. It's a good belt. It's a great belt, and mm-hmm. four thousand dollars cash. hell of a long drive trophy. Hey, that long drive trophy is legit. I'm I might do- steal hey, that hey, thing. To be honest.
2: I've done a lot of these outings. Sorry, bro. No, that's a good point. I've done a lot of these outings. Worked them.
0: Terrible guy. <laughs>
2: This one's top-notch. I won't even sugarcoat it. It's top-notch.
0: Yeah, somebody's got to throw a 20-yard football for a potential half a stroke. It's like Airsoft guns. It's <laughs> like a
1: mini putt-putt course on a real car, a golf course. There's so much going on at every hole.
0: It's a carnival. Mm-hmm. $4,000 up for grabs, though. Somebody's got to win it. And somebody needs to take that belt home. Let's go. And I can't wait to see who it is. It's going to be soggy, though. They're going to have to battle some elements. <laughs> <laughs> but our champion needs to be able to battle exactly, a little bit of exactly. adversity. Mm-hmm. Need a little bit of grit. I can't wait for it. Hit us up. We're going to, Fox Aaron are going to be on a golf course all day. Everybody's going to be on a golf course all day. Yeah. Ty and Nick are going to be posted up at holes all by themselves. So mm-hmm. go ahead and send them tweets as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, from everybody at our office, to all of you, we can't thank you enough. Here's some absolute American badasses. Uh, putting a whole new perspective on life on this May 2nd, 2019. I am so grateful to be living the life that I'm living on this birthday, and I'm thankful for you. Cheers. Joining us in the studio, two, three really, true
6: American heroes. Our two guests today served as Green Berets since retired. They were part of a group of less than 100 special forces personnel that were sent to Afghanistan immediately following the 9-11 terrorist attacks, and they were charged with this very simple mission. The 90-some of you that are going, dismantle the entire Taliban network. And render the the country of Afghanistan uh, safe from terrorism (laughs) from this point on. Pretty simple mission. Pretty simple mission.
8: Expel Al Qaeda.
6: And expel (laughs) Al-Qaeda. While you're at it, if you have time, also (laughs) expel Al-Qaeda. On horses. You're
4: welcome. So if you've seen
5: (laughs) (laughs)
6: horses, (laughs) their exploits, their their team of twelve. Their exploits were documented in the Emmy Award winning documentary, Legion of Brothers, one of my favorite documentaries. The movie, 12 Strong, starring Chris Hemsworth, Michael Pena, Michael Shannon, and Rob Riggle. And this team, the Horse Soldiers, as they're referred to, are memorialized in a statue at Ground Zero at the World Trade Center. It's called America's Response Monument. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome retired Master Sergeant Scott Neal, and Chief Warrant Officer for Bob Pennington. Yeah. Yeah.
8: Thank you very much. That's Thank you. awesome. Thank you. It's
6: we have awesome. two of the horse soldiers here Stepped in our wild. studio.
5: This oh, is the most,
6: wild. I'm, 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 I've never been so honored to have two people step in here, I don't think. I, and I want to get started with, we covered real quickly, I just kind of glazed over the fact that you're a team of 12. It's part of it was it ninety some total.
8: There was ninety Green Berets. Uh, there were other elements of the CIA and other special operators too. So it's almost like the Doolittle raid after World War II, <laughs> the little toe punch sure. right afterwards, <laughs> right?
6: And I uh, guess the the key objectives were to um, secure the cities of Kandahar and um Mazai How do I say that? Nailed it.
9: Well, there's no real plan, so we made it up as we went. Okay.
6: That's what I wanted to get to right away. So they send this small element there, charge you with, I mean, pretty much, it would bring peace to the Middle East. That's what you're asked to do. And um, you you basically had no higher command structure put in place there like you would typically see in a war theater, right? Right. So they were like, "Uh, you guys know what you're doing. Just go do your thing. Did you have a sense when that happened, because it was represented as such in the movie, but that this was a true suicide mission? Like, you were going to go, and the odds of returning weren't great?
8: Dead yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Thanks uh, for the memories.
9: <laughs> <laughs> Since you put it that way. I, I just saw my my life. Yeah.
8: <laughs> no, I think, you know, just imagine being anybody in 9-11 happened, right? Right. And everybody's saying, send me. you got the Delta Forces, the Sail Team Six of the Worlds. You've got, you know, all the ninjas and ninjats wanting to go in. And really what had happened was nobody – they started making this big battle plan. All the generals got around the table, and they're, they're already writing their books. And uh, <laughs> they wanted to have big airborne invasions, and big land invasions. And then at the time, the, the President Bush said, hold on a second. And it was really a small officer, very low in rank, said, well, why don't we just send in small teams of Green Berets and the agency, and let's go figure it out and see what the intel on in a battlefield is. And uh, so that's how it started.
0: Okay. So it was an intel mission? It wasn't like, uh, hey, you're going to have to go to completely battle against an entire basically army of lunatics over there. It was an intel mission, kind of get boots on the ground?
9: Well, it was twofold. Hoofs. The, the, the intel mind. portion and also go battle because we knew we would fall into that.
8: Got yes. it. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, really Green Berets, what makes us different is we fight. By, with, and through, right? We raise a guerrilla army. We uh, inspire others to fight the battle for you. Uh And our, our motto is the free the oppressed. And what we found out is there was these different tribes and these different factions that the Taliban were just slaughtering wholesale for the last 10 years using all that old Russian equipment. And so that had pushed a lot of the Mujahideen fighters or almost like, you know, Comanches and Apaches. They had went up in the mountains, and the only way to get around was either on horseback or Toyotas or, you know, something. So you had to find them and locate them and make them believe in the cause.
9: So I mean, mean, before a team goes in, they actually get a a briefing from the command, and they actually give them paperwork. And they give them intel uh to work their operations order off of. Mm -hmm. So ours was like three pages. Here you go. Uh, <laughs>
0: really? This is what we know. You guys go <laughs> shit.
9: Uh, <laughs> you guys go in a room and go plan and a uh, hey, good luck.
5: Holy <laughs> no, shit!
8: Some guys somewhere in some country right, <laughs> <laughs> are some bad guys and do some So you know the, the the movie was interesting. It had a big hero named Chris Hemsworth. Sure. Um, you know, it had a love interest and all that. But the truth is really, you know, still untold. Mm-hmm. And there was just, you know, and Bob really can tell you, you know, how do you picture 2,500 horsemen riding over the mountains attacking right. 1,000 infantry? And this went on in multiple locations all across the country simultaneously. Mm, wow. And it was unknown to the command. They really didn't have a grasp. And some of us had slightly different missions, you know. They all want to ask, "Who were you in the movie?" And but some of us were doing different things at different times to different people. Of course, okay. And that was the mastery mastery of the vision of um, you know the command at the time was just men send small green berets alone and unafraid with a bag full of hand grenades Shh. to say
9: make it happen. Yeah, and, <laughs> and one of the things, if you guys saw Twelve Strong, that was an accurate depiction was when they when they write us back and they say, hey, you know, you guys need to get off your butt. You need to get moving. What are you doing there? And we went, what the heck is he talking about? <laughs> you know, are you crazy? We'd, we'd been in battle now for a good week, and we'd been slaying left and right. Right. And then all of a sudden we get this comes back at us. And so Chris Hemsworth or Mark Nooch, uh-huh. the, the commander, you know, he, he – He gets fed up, and he writes me. I'm at a different location. He goes, hey, Bob, I'm going to write this. And so he, of course, comes out, and he writes him back and tells him, hey, you have no idea what we're going against right now. Basically, we're fighting a 19th century war on horseback. Wow. Using 21st century technology. Mm -hmm. But still, that was our maneuvering. But guess what? It did pay off because the horses could go places – the vehicles could not. Mm-hmm, so sure. we, were a, we were able to take the high ground on a lot of places and, and actually bring down the on the enemy. Wow. So, when you all right, so
6: you show up and you, you guys did you linked up with this general Dotson that ran one particular yep, faction yep. or tribe? Uh, and you've, you did you know ahead of time that they were fighting from horseback or did you learn that like on the spot? And how do you do it? Like, you guys were an experienced horseman, right? Prior to this?
9: Well, one guy was. Um, (laughs) Just one. Yeah. Yeah. One of the 12. Now, me... my experience came from uh, if you ever been out in front of Walmart, you saw the little horse. Oh yeah, twenty five cent. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's right. gone up to fifty cent now. So I- <laughs> inflation's <laughs> I riding, a right? son of a bitch. I know,
6: I know. So, I mean, it takes a very long time, I assume, to become a proficient um, horseback rider. Let alone mountains. to
9: fight a war. Yeah, on yeah. the side
6: of a mountain well, on one. Well,
9: Mark had had ridden in the rodeos. Uh, he had uh, oh. he had lasso. Rodeo scholarship. Everything else. Yeah. yeah. He had. A, yeah.
2: And so, yeah. we, had so. A,
9: we had another guy that actually lives in Arizona right now. And uh, he actually was a good, a pretty decent horseman. But that was it. The rest of the guys, we'd been on a horse once or twice in our lifetime. And then all of a sudden, and we, You're to going answer, to, to answer your question earlier, we did not know that we would have horses. We actually thought that once we would get in the country, they would have vehicles for us. They did not. And they did not. And they did not. <laughs> no. <So> we, <laughs> and they didn't even have enough horses
6: for us. <laughs> oh, great. So yeah. when you get there, you meet up with the CIA, I assume, initially, to link up with who, with Dotson, the, the go-between. Um, so what happens when you meet with the CIA? What was their plan? What, how, what knowledge did they pass on to you once you arrived?
9: Uh, well, they, normally the, the agency gets in two weeks prior to us. But because of the weather had been bad, they were only in there maybe two days before us. Okay. So they really hadn't... With a bag full of money. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so
6: they were paying so for your assistance from the local... They were. Okay. They were.
9: And and we also came in with a little bit of cash to, to help out the situation. Typically, <laughs> typically how much were you carrying around? We, we, we took in... Uh, Seven digits. Uh, wow! Really? Yeah. That's
8: why A taxes. Was,
0: I had no idea. That's uh, that's what.
8: Hey, it's <laughs> only papers, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah.
0: It's worth it too if we can save some of your life. In the yeah. movie, there's that one guy who's from Afghanistan that you have to team up with. He's kind of an asshole to Hemsworth through the whole thing. It's kind of the the deal. Is that kind of what it's like? Whenever you say the Greenberry motto is work with, through, and, and that type of thing. That's exactly. And, that's
8: and these people, you know, have been fighting each other too. So imagine you have to go into this West Virginia. Holler, uh-huh. right? And they're separated by valleys and mountains. They hate each other. They're either fighting each other, right, or they're fighting together. It is truly the Game of
0: Thrones. Hatfields, wow. Hatfields and Game McCoys. Yeah, Thrones.
9: that's what it's like. Hatfields and McCoys. Yeah, and and these factions, they get together, right, to play poker, and then. They pull each other's hair out. Yeah, they, that's that's how it works. I mean, really? they, they yeah, they'll get together a little bit, and then all of a sudden they'll punch each other's.
0: So you but, had no idea which one was going to be on your side. You had no like rolling into some places. There, there on,
9: were already bounties for yeah.
8: capture of American soldiers. Um, you know, it, it, it really was. There was no idea. They just needed somebody in there to start sorting it out and give information, intelligence. I think the Air Force had what done about a week's worth of bombing. Yeah, yeah, what three uh-huh. huts? You know what I mean? Right, uh, yeah. There's just this Afghanistan, there's no infrastructure like a traditional battle. So you have to go in there. And let me tell you back up and tell you uh, the training difference between the different special operations. Mm-hmm. So right. special operations command. Okay. Inside of that, you have... SEALs, and SEALs are good, you know, younger, fit, the uh, dynamic the entry. The yeah, toughest, yeah, the toughest, the baddest, looking. the best hair products. And <laughs> <laughs> so, seal, you know, man. and they have a mission. They're a, they're a tool in the toolbox. Then you have young Rangers, which are from the Army. Then you have Delta Force for Haass' rescue, and then you have SEAL Team 6. And then you got Green Berets are more like mountain men. Right, They're kind of curious and unconventional. They don't listen well. Uh, <laughs> they, they operate in small teams, probably in trouble most of the time. And, but they take others and they train them on basic infantry skills. We drop in pallets of weapons and bombs. Uh, our special forces medics are like voodoo witch doctors, and they treat cattle and camels and dentistry and wow. OBGYN for the village. So you live <laughs> with them. God. Right? And you can't just jump in somewhere and the next day encourage somebody to fight. You have to actually have a bond yeah. and tell stories and be in the campfire and share and sacrifice.
9: But, so, but they, are, they are diplomats. Yeah. That's what our greatest asset is because we actually, what helped us win is we actually brought these, these different factions together. We had a, a, a commander's, mm-hmm. uh, an area command meeting. And we had all the commanders come together and said, hey, look, the way we got to win is we got to fight together. Well, and your timing was really good too, because you had Masood. Uh, the leader of the Northern Alliance who yes. got whacked two yes. days before nine yeah. eleven, yes. So they were already fixing for a fight anyway. You get right. perfect timing to go. He, he was very well respected. He was, he was one very, that all yes,
6: the, the other leaders would listen to, right? The yes. Lion of
8: Panjshir. And yeah. then when you bring these all these people all together, how difficult is the language barrier? Do you have interpreters, or are they speaking English? Are you guys speaking multiple languages?
9: You're, you're actually speaking through interpreters because they all have different languages. Some speak Farsi, some speak uh, um, uh, Arabic. Uh, Postu, yeah, um, Russian. Russian. So it, Dustin, oh yeah, it was Russian and spoke right? spoke uh he spoke Russian he spoke it pretty well some of us could speak Russian mm-hmm. and we could understand some of it so that kind of helped us there on the other side we were a lot a lot of us were arabic speakers so we didn't that really didn't come into play as much. There was maybe one or two Arabic speakers, but that's about it. Wow. So
0: In my head, that meeting of all the leaders is like a mafia meeting yep. where like all the families <laughs> come Blue, in. Mr. Blue,
8: Mr. White, yeah. Each yeah. one of them had an army.
0: And yeah, you have to him, deal with like, hey, loyal. this guy might have fucked over this guy in yeah. the past. And you kind of like somehow say, hey, let's put our swords it's away. It's the same thing, but
8: yeah. different cousins and brothers were in different armies. So they would actually give each other the courtesy before they fought to send over their relatives from the other side. Really, right? Yeah. And so, a war was very gentlemanly over there. You would discuss it, you would talk about it, you would agree to it, and that was it. And you would offer the enemy a chance to surrender the night before.
9: Yeah, wow. he, many, many times, Dustin would call. Shit. He'd call to a village that we were about to just bomb the shit out of, and he would call them up All and right. say, "Hey guys, um, the Americans are here with me. They got planes. They're rolling overhead, head right now, and we had like two or three planes loitering, just ready." And he'd go, hey, uh, so what do you guys want to (laughs) do?
0: You hear those planes up there? (laughs) And you could actually
9: see the back door open, and they'd start flying out. Really? Yeah, but the the good Taliban, because there's bad Taliban and there's good Taliban. Wait a minute. What? And the good good Taliban would stay there, and and then they would join forces with Dostum. So we'd... Now we continue to just build this army, like a, like a snowball rolling. Like a snowball rolling. Everybody down. likes yeah. a winner. Yeah, and as <laughs> we, as we <laughs> I'm with them. i with them right there. You can't beat them. Join them. Hey, wait a minute. Right. Doesn't Dostum have money, too? Yeah.
6: <laughs> By the way, we have a million dollars in our backpacks, if uh, that helps. Uh, so that's we,
9: incredible.
6: Your unit in particular, um, I read that the average age was, was 32, 32 years old in your right. team. Is yeah. that unusually mature for a Greenbrake team? Okay, So Pretty much so.
8: So Green Berets come from the regular Army. You Say you're mm-hmm. in for five years or so, and you try out in the Special Forces Assessment Selection course. Uh-huh. Uh, usually you have about 300-odd tryout. Out of that, 60 will make it through, but only 40 mm-hmm. will get selected. Wow. And then you start so. a year to two years' worth of training in your specialty, from learning foreign languages to Special Forces medic and engineer, commo sergeant. And then you go to your first team. And some of the people on that team stay till they retire. So when I joined uh, the Green Berets in '93, the team I went on had raised the Mujahideen in, in Kuwait, and Bob was already there, um, had fought in the first Gulf War. So some of these people are already legends, and mm-hmm. you're just a young Spitfire Green Beret, and they sit you down and say, "Shut up, <laughs> <laughs> just watch." Yeah, I mean, we had, bull.
9: yeah, we had, we had five guys on our team that saw combat, combat already, either. Either it was in uh, Desert Storm, or it was Somalia, or some other place. Bosnia. That was Bosnia.
0: But what's the test to get in? Everybody knows the Navy SEALs, buds. What is the Speedos, test? Speedos,
9: to... right? Hair care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
7: You, you know
0: can tell it's fun being
1: the only SEAL. In things. <laughs>
6: yeah. By the way, yeah, Bill, instead yeah. he, he's, he's, he's part quiet. of the group as well. He's as quiet. You can, as very you, accomplished you, Navy SEAL
9: himself. Yeah. <laughs> in in, in Indiana, as you can boy. see, though he in Indiana, uh, he doesn't wear. Hair care products anymore, though. So. Yeah, it's of you
0: guys. You guys have buried them so much. Uh, <laughs> no. You don't deserve it. Man.
8: So special forces selection is about three weeks. You start off with just individual tasks, run five miles, walk twelve miles, do a physical fitness test, and uh, you know it's all about you,
6: so, right? This just a basic qualifier. Oh just yeah, to cut the you know, are
8: you physically yeah. capable enough? It really is just to start tiring you down, and then they put you into what they call team week. And they put you together with a group of people you never met in your life. There's no rank. There's no name, just a number. And the first test, um, and really Bob should be telling this because he ran it, right, <laughs> Okay. is um, they have a Jeep Bob. with only three wheels, right, and a piece of rope and two poles. And they bring somebody over, number 26, come here. Here's your mission. I want you to take that tank your people, and I want you to meet us at this grid coordinate in four hours. What are your questions? Uh, um, um, get going. And you have to lead, organize, compel people you never met and figure out a plan and start moving. And there's people who just crack. They can't, they can't operate sure. that way, right? Now,
9: unlike, unlike Buds, because they will yell at you at Buds, there is no yelling in selection at all. There is none. You're given a task to do it. And then the, the instructor will, will sit back and he will grade you and he will not say a word. And no encouragement. Is, so versus no like encouragement at all.
0: So not, like, yeah, we'll just see. Because in the buds, it seems like they're trying to mentally break you down. Obviously, right. you guys, since you're so much diplomacy involved in it, it's like, hey, we need like actual gentlemen to get in here. Like, like the well, maturity of a man is a big deal. It's
8: because the missions are unscripted. You know what I mean? You need yeah. somebody that's quiet and competent and capable and can follow minimal guidance and just get the job done. Just shut up <laughs> and get the damn job
6: done. I can't even imagine respect. This, that. Be- the fact dumb. that me too. Hey Connor, sh- me too. Connor, <laughs> why don't you take a little bit from this? Action? Just shut up
0: and get the job. That's incredible.
6: I just can't imagine the responsibility that comes with uh, being charged with something like this. They're like, Hey, we just had this attack in us soil. The, the, the person or people responsible are over in there somewhere. We don't really know what's going on around it, but they're over there in there somewhere, and there's a problem. We need to have you guys go over there and figure out what's going on and put an end to it. Yeah. I mean, and you just. It's
8: almost like being an expeditionary entrepreneur, right? You just make it up as you go. Your team has been together for so many years. You know, sideways in the night, who's who, what they'll do, how they'll react. And, you know, that's the thing about just being calm. You can't shoot your way out of the problem. Right, you right. have to think your way out of the problem. Was that hard? Being like
0: after nine eleven, being so emotional to remain calm and just just think it through okay. analytically.
9: Yeah, yeah, it was easy. <laughs> no, no, I mean, really, it, it was. It was because it was. Uh, my thought process was: Hey, look, we got a job to do in front of us. Don't let emotions mm-hmm. take right. you over. Yeah. Just do the job, and. The enemy, believe it or not, can feed off of your emotions as well. So if you're, on, if you're on the battlefield, and I told this to a couple of people, if you're on the battlefield and you're showing nothing, absolutely no compassion or no remorse, they're scared to death. Because yeah. they're watching you going, holy cow, these guys Nothing is yeah, fluttering them right now. They're not bothered by and, anything. No.
8: And there's no. nothing like a massive B 52 strike. <laughs> <laughs> right?
0: just, just like calm, cool. Yeah, you hear that up there. There's some shit coming. You guys don't know yet.
7: <laughs> and
8: there we go. <laughs> and we're
6: done. So he talked about the, the diplomat. The uh, medical services, the project management or project engineer aspect of being a Green Beret. Let's talk a minute about the, the warrior aspect of being a Green Beret. When you put boots to ground over there and you started to uh, bring uh, all the elements together to accomplish what needed to be done, and you had to actually get on horseback and go out there, uh, first enemy contact, can you describe that for us, what happened and where it was?
9: Yes, that was, well, for me, it was later on. The, the, first, the first action took place... The, the first day we were there, we called in planes. We called in the airstrike. But uh, what I need to do is go back to once we landed, we got off Bird, the Bird. Uh, it was a helicopter, Chinook, uh-huh. and made our way to the base camp. And then, you know, they put us up for the night. Sure. Well, the next morning, here comes Dostum. Dostum was not uh, depicted as, they, as he was in the movie. The movie, he's an asshole. Yes. Uh-huh. In real life, he was not. Okay. In real life, he saw us. He goes, "Thank you." I God. mean, he he met us, and the first thing out of his mouth was, "Are you guys ready to fight?" Absolutely. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He he rolls out this big map. It's as it's as big as two of these tables. He rolls it out, and you can tell he had done some planning. And he goes, "Well, here's here's what I'd like to talk about." And it was me, Mark, and the team sergeant. We're all looking at this map with the agency guys with us and Dostum, and uh, one of the agency guys was was a a very good interpreter. And he sat there, and we looked at the map, and we went, Mark and I looked at each other and went, man, this guy, he's on it. So he's, it was well he's, done. He's, he's right. got a plan. Yeah, okay. he's got a plan. We just need to tweak it a little as we start to roll. Right. Because we knew it would change. What we didn't know was how fast we would move. Okay. But we moved that day. That day, we sent six guys up because we didn't have enough horses, as I said earlier. <laughs> right. The other six stayed back and received some resupply drops that came in because we needed we needed more radios and some more equipment that we couldn't bring in because you couldn't take the weight, you, you couldn't carry enough weight in the helicopter to get over the mountains. Oh, because the altitude. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. This is why people they come up to me and they go, "Well, you went What did you go in with?" I said, "Well, I didn't go in with body armor and a helmet like everybody else." And he was like, "What?" <laughs> I said, "Yeah." I said, "Because we couldn't get over." We couldn't get over the mountains with that, that weight. Jesus. Wow. So we dropped all that off, which actually ended up building rapport mm-hmm. because – You didn't walk in looking like so – yeah, we, we were fighting like them. We were just like them. couple so, questions there. Go
0: ahead. How do you decide who stays back in the group? Is that like a card game? Like, hey, all right, losers got to stay back. And- no,
9: because we the, – the team is actually split already into an alpha and a bravo element. I command the bravo element. Mark commands the alpha element. So a 12-man team breaks into two six-man teams. But we can break down even further. Each of those elements can then break down into two three-man. So you can have four three-man, which we were the only team to actually do that in combat. We actually broke down into four three-man teams to flood the battlefield with our fighters. Is that so- just
6: based on specialty? Uh- it, the in a, team? In a sense,
9: it's based on specialty, but necessity. In uh. necessity, but also we had we were all cross trained anyways.
6: Okay, so you could all do each other's jobs. Yes, yeah. okay.
9: yes, but for for me, yes, because I had to still command the the three the the, the the six guys. Right, and Mark had to do the same on his his side. Okay, so
0: so Dustum. Am I saying his name right? Dostum. 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 He was basically just waiting for somebody to come help. Absolutely. He was ready. He oh, yeah. he was absolutely. It was almost like a, it's about time that you guys got this. Yes. Here time yes.
9: Today. And the intel we got on him was that he had diabetes. He had uh, he had a bad leg. He he walked with a, uh, an extreme limp. Uh, he was um, he was old, decrepit. He couldn't move around. All false. <laughs> All false. This guy comes riding in the morning. That we got in there. We got in like uh, I think we landed like zero two thirty in the morning. He comes in around zero seven thirty or zero eight hundred, and he comes riding in, jumps off his horse, greets us with a handshake. Hey, let's roll. Okay, <laughs> he must be drinking horse soldier bourbon. <laughs>
6: so, were the, were, were the two of you individually separated because of the bifurcation that so took place with the two six? There's teams? where the split is. Okay. I had a
8: little different mission. Okay, that what nobody was your... really seen in the mission uh, in the movie or anything. I was what they were called the commanders in extremist forces. We were basically the ninjas in the night, and as Bob's team would start pushing Al Qaeda leaders. And generals off the battlefield, we would visit them at night and give them special kisses and hugs. Oh, yeah? <laughs> and um, what it was was, is, you know, the Taliban started thinking their leaders were abandoning them and they were cowards. So it's part of that total battle that huh. you really don't understand and the enemy didn't understand. But, you know, there are creatures that go bump in the night. And so none of us uh, knew what the other teams were doing in case yep. we were captured. Right. And interrogated. Smart. So, Obviously. you know, we were <laughs> occupying behind the lines. Uh, we were creeping and crawling. Uh, Bob's team was, you know, once again, you know, efficiently just battlefield tactics, uh, using cavalry to position and maneuver against the Taliban in the middle of the night. When they go back and plan and coordinate, we would hit them very quickly, you know, almost like a midnight raid. and then but, just. But going. in a
9: sense. He was used – his teams were used as a diversionary tactic mm-hmm. because as – the Taliban were smart enough to push communications all over, just like the Northern Alliance was. So they're telling them, hey, we're getting hit down here, we're getting hit down here, we're getting hit sure. down here. So they were hitting them down south while we were doing our so, our operations up north.
6: So they would prepare for
9: more yeah. – down yeah. south, so that's and what the people, big hit was. Up, a lot of things okay. people don't know about. That. So you're a diversionary,
6: yeah. kind of a kind of a terrorist of, of your of your Terrorized own. Terrorist, yeah.
9: terrorist, right? Let's
6: yeah.
8: get all do with it. <laughs> hey, right? Fire with wow. fire, bro. Yeah.
4: Was then, there any uh, firefights at night, or were those mostly recon missions for you oh, guys? Oh,
8: there was lots of firefights at nights. There was a lots of joyous victories. um you know, there was some hand-to-hand battles, right, when you get up very close with each other, uh, when especially, you know, we're all kitted out with night vision goggles and lasers, uh-huh. and you've got people that just don't expect that to be the, the front lines, and uh so they were safe and secure, and then all of a sudden in comes you know some ninjas in the middle
0: of the night, You're the boogeyman. And, how many yeah. how many you'd roll into like a yeah. you would roll into like an entire Any, village
8: anywhere from no huh- so different compounds, so you know we're very precise, like a scalpel, so anywhere from you know twenty guys against twenty you know Taliban leaders whatever the mission called for, all the way up to, to 60. And there for a while, we started adding the Canadians and all the other countries that started coming in. So, you know, special operations are special missions. And in the special missions, you have unconventional warfare, which is what Bob's teams did. You'd have special reconnaissance, which is small teams hiding on a cliff, you know, looking for miles, and then you have direct action, right? And that direct action, you know, you can go from raiding a you know a, a bridge or taking over a, a dam or something that or you can go right in to find that one person kill and capture
6: Wow and so, were, were
3: you guys a, ever um, gathering Intel on the whereabouts of bin Laden and if all so the time every uh, day all, and if so how close time, yeah. how close did you feel you were
9: to his whereabouts at any time well I
0: the we actually too. thought
9: he was up in the Bolt Valley because we were told and as we moved up through the Darya Suf, and into layman's
0: terms, what does that mean?
9: Dar Yusuf is the a valley of the caves.
0: That's on the northern side or the. It's on the northern side. Where you were? Up yeah, where that's you were. where we were. Okay. Yeah, we
9: kind of made our way up that into Mazar. Shari. All right. Okay. And off to the the uh, west was the uh, the bulk area, and um, we had we had actually information that we thought that. Bin Laden was there. Yeah, it's so where's Waldo? Yeah, so, the, mm-hmm. so you had
8: to. You a get lot it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to decipher all of that, you know, and that's where the Intel services come in, and it's just the massive amount. Imagine just giving each one of you a piece of a jigsaw puzzle, and you have to describe it to each other. No thanks. Right? And try to get the picture. So you just had to break a lot of eggs and put things together. And then finally, you had Tora Bora, which was the cave complexes right before Pakistan and and what went on there. And literally, you think about it: ninety days, you know, ninety Green Berets, other special operators had just overtaken the country like that. High five! We're done. Take your country back. See you later.
6: Was so, this was this by far like the first time uh, that uh, American uh, special forces element had fought in this manner? No. Okay, so this oh. is a bit. This was no in this recent history,
8: though. Like, no, and, and no, I mean, talk about recent history. So. Recent history: forty years. You started with the Iranian hostage rescue, and that attempts to go into another country. You go into um, fighting the FARC in Colombia, to in El Salvador and Nicaragua, in the jungles of Panama. Um, Panama itself, you know, was really fought by Green Berets in the back, you know, areas of there. Then you get into Haiti. Then you get into Somalia. It was actually Green Berets oh. sitting on the beach welcoming the Marines and SEALs who, you know. Hollywood didn't that day. So what uh, people don't know people is, the, yeah.
6: So what people didn't know was that you guys were selected because you had been doing this all along. It just yeah. wasn't part of something that had had gathered so much right public attention. Right now, in in, yeah.
8: in over fifty countries at any one time, there's a team of seals or green berets. You know what I mean? Taking care of things, either escalating, de-escalating, training other nations. You know, doing some type of a mission every day. It goes on, and some of the things will never be known mm-hmm. ever. And some things, you know, finally spilled where you just can't contain it anymore. And then, even though we're not there anymore, guess who's left behind? So small teams, do you know what I mean? Keep the relationship. Just like Iraq, you see You see ISIS now. Um, You see the Philippines, right, and what's going on in Indonesia. You got Sri Lanka, what just happened. So I guarantee you there is some small team, just like this room right here, of people asked to sort it out.
9: And, and, that's, yeah, and that's what makes us different is when we go into these countries, we build, we build a personalities. We've got a cultural understanding. We're in there so long that we now, these people, they hate for us to even go. So we stay for an extended amount of time just to understand. Well, tell them about Uzbekistan before even 9-11. Oh, right? yeah. That's, uh, when we went into Uzbekistan, we, uh, that's kind of... That was a good trip. That was in two thousand. Yeah, I mean, it was it was good on many accounts. But
0: okay, how so? What were you there All for? Right. Oh, right. What were you there for? What happened? How do <laughs> yeah. we? Hey, but, that's Russian, uh, but, right? Uh, They're speaking Russian, Russian over there.
9: But but two thousand, we went into good. Uzbekistan and uh, we actually trained a company of airborne spetsnaz, the the Russian special forces. So we trained them, and uh, during our time that we trained them they were actually um, the country itself was had a uh, islamic movement of uzbekistan the imu which was al qaeda actually in their back door wow. and they were setting up base camps so the unit we trained actually went into combat at the time we were there so we were begging our guys hey can you please let us go in here and help fight them yeah. at that time we didn't really get into that kind of those kinds of scrapes so they were like no 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 and it was the defense attaché that wouldn't let us go there because he thought it would, you know, trigger off some inter- international sure. incident. Yeah. Which so, happened anyway. Yeah, yeah, It happen anyway. Right, right. But yeah, our middle. guys at Soxent down in uh, in Florida, they they were all yeah, go, you guys go, you know. Go do that voodoo that you do so well. You know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the amount of freedom, it sounds like, that is bestowed upon the Green Berets is something I assume it's a lot of pressure. I mean, because like, international tensions could flare up at any given point. Uzbekistan, all those places. Is that something that you have to prepare for? Obviously, like, hey, if we step on any toes here, there could be a big fucking problem.
9: Absolutely. So
8: like we talked about, uh, a sergeant, a special forces sergeant, either goes through communication, AM, FM, uh, Morse code, high-frequency antenna theory, you know, all of those skills, the special forces commander, the captain goes to the CIA, goes to Department of State. He goes through all the different agencies to build relationships because that's where you need to function when you're overseas. And you have USAID that has resources that could help villages with wells. Um, you know, you have uh, Department of Agriculture, which can bring in, you know, various resources. So the team leader is more of, you know, the coordinator and diplomat. Uh, the team sergeant's just the big monster, the silverback gorilla been there the longest so all of these skills are in concert at all times and you never know exactly how the mission turns so sometimes you're more prominent when it is just a medical mission we did them in the 90s in kenya taking doctors and vets because the government wouldn't service the villagers in the entire country so you just you just accept the mission this is your mission and uh you plan for it over three days and you just execute it until you come home
0: did you hate that the movie came out 'Cause you said like a lot of things happen are never gonna be heard about. Just like um the guy that killed bin Laden, obviously there's the what was it, Zero Dark Thirty was mm-hmm. uh yeah. movie that came out. It always seems like the actual warriors aren't the ones that end up leaking the information, it's other people. And then on the back end you kinda have to clean it all up. Is that kind of the situation that uh the horse soldiers are in as well?
9: Well, it depicted the teams. So diplomatic. Yeah. It actually de-
0: Give me a nice depicted. Give me a nice, politically correct answer here. I mean, yeah. Do whatever you got to do. A-
9: well, it actually depicted the teams the right way. It, it actually made SF look good. And it, it showed how the teams actually broke down, or the team itself broke down into small elements. It did show that. Okay. And it did show how we worked with the Northern Alliance. It did show that. But it was far off on a lot of things. You Were know. you
0: scared to watch a movie?
9: No, no.
0: Because of fear of that, like uh, I don't want to watch how they depicted this whole thing, like that type of situation.
9: No, no, that didn't that didn't bother me at all. It, it was the idea. It was, um, I guess, yeah, in a in a sense, I just wanted it to be good and correct, but. As a whole, I wanted to make SF look good. Special Forces look good. Yeah. And make Green Berets look good. Okay. Yeah, that's I We don't, we don't, that's don't quite what the about. portfolio of movies. What did, they yeah, green
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did they <laughs> have wrong? What did they do wrong? Yeah, well, uh, Dossom, what uh, they did they uh, depict the incorrectly?
3: Or, we, what, or what, how much, in your estimation, was accurate and how much was just complete Hollywood bullshit?
9: Well, one is, like I told you about Dostum. They made Dostum look like an ass. He wasn't. Yeah. Dawson was ready to fight. The, um, and uh, we had built a large army, bigger than depicted on the screen. I mean, actually, I think we were all said and done. We had 35, 35 to uh, 4,000. Oh, wow. Fighters. Yeah, fighters. Just I mean, it's very snowball. impressive. Yeah. And in, in some, of the, in some of the things we did were even more dangerous than it showed, like you know, picking up uh, equipment in minefields because we had to have it to move on to the next mission. They, didn't, they never showed that. They talked about minefields, but they really didn't cover it. They, uh,
1: I assume they're everywhere.
9: Everywhere. Yeah. Yep.
1: Was that it, the it worst terrain that you guys served in?
9: Yeah, that was bad. Oh, yeah. That was Mother crazy. nature. It was cold you know I mean. I mean. as yeah. yeah. so It was cold. Yeah. So it it rained. It was cold. It snowed. It, we had everything fall on us the entire time. I mean, it was just – it was brutal. Because
6: you arrived in what, October? Yeah.
9: We arrived in October, yeah. And
6: you – Left in what December January? We
9: we left uh, we left K two in January to go back to the states. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you're, yeah, coldest part until of the year, June. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, you were there, really? So
8: then you had the eighty second jump Petraeus come in. No, the hundred first, and he was like, "Turn the war back on." Yeah. And so they wanted another battle. Yeah.
9: But we but we never. We, excuse me, excuse me. We yeah, we're to gonna go turn again. that motherfucker back
0: on.
8: Yeah, it was, he was on the airfield going, "Are these my men?" Right here. No, sir. We're good. We'll turn Yeah, and we'd had you, Anaconda. You guys saw strikes, battle. right?
9: Yeah, so straight. Yeah. No, yeah. no sir. Y- here's your men coming. Next. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Were you guys ever teaming up with like Bill's group, like the SEALs or the other? All the time.
8: Okay. So, you know, once it, it got a little out of the unconventional by, with, and through, and it got more deliberate, you just kept punching, punching, punching. Um, then uh, it was a multinational force. So that's when the Germans wanted to help, and the British and the Australians, the Canadians, all the more. It turned in from unconventional to a direct action campaign. Okay. Uh, it was supported by other unconventional teams that had raised another army. And you know, part of this, this whole strategy, which has always been part of our doctrine, this is how you fight your, your battle, had just come about. But there was an execution of, of a plan that wasn't a plan. So by the time we, you know, they really disbanded Al Qaeda, they had no more influence and control. Check. You know, mission right. complete. Taliban is no longer, you know, in central government power and, and executing coordinated efforts. Check. Where in the hell's bin Laden? Okay, that's when we had to keep counterpunching and finding and counterpunching. You know, but at the time, what we were told and asked all of our teams to do was very simple was defeat the Taliban right and expel al qaeda out of afghanistan war's over handshake and you high
6: did five. you did that in 3 months 3 months you accomplished that in 3 thank fucking you. months You're yes well. jesus well. thank you and You're welcome so we uh, when but
9: but but we did c- continue to collect yes, intelligence because, we sure. had to yeah and we had to, the intelligence piece was collecting on the the factions to make sure that when we did leave we handed it off to someone else who was coming in and sure. you know hey this guy plays well with others well, this guy doesn't. Yeah, know. because I mean, really, so, so the Pentagon
6: had the, yes. they could rely on the architecture you guys had created there. Yeah. Basically, Basically, you knew yeah. the entire layout. Yeah. This is who works with who. This is how you get this now, done. The and then, thing- what? so when oh, I didn't mean to interrupt, but Go when ahead. you leave after that point, when. Most of the people leave. You stayed behind, Scott. What happens from December to June? Is it just basically wreak havoc, seek and destroy? we got to find bin Laden. We're going to hit this, hit this, hit this. And yeah, so-, so
8: we started hitting in tar- targets that intelligence would drive us to. So you had commanders that, you know, had fled to compounds and trying to reorganize different factions, you know, rally support. You had other high um, intelligence. We had Osama bin Laden's doctor identified. Um, you know, they, they needed to get together and meet. Right Because if it was electronic, we knew exactly where they were, so they had to meet in person, so anytime you saw more than three cars, you knew something was going on. it was a party right uh-huh. so you had to have constant pressure in military it is about pressure, 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 pressure it keeps people disorganized, and which you, you know then you can handle and mop up things, then you can negotiate for peace, and you know once again, the Afghans have a way of war. And you're on my side, or you're on your side. You're coming to my side or you going to your side? They accept it. And once they shake your hand and commit to it, they're on your side until momentum changes, then you're on their side. <laughs> right? right? So that's what we're facing now, right? Momentum has shifted yep. uh, and uh, Taliban has taken back over and now more people are loyal to them than the central government. Can,
4: I, so can I can I visit you wanted to play in the spring basketball league? Oh yeah. I respect <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> yeah,
0: can yeah. I visit can I visit back to you being a ninja in the night? Yes, sure. <laughs> okay. So you're just rolling into these compounds with a group of how many? 15, 20,
8: 60? Are
0: you hiding out all day until it is night for you to get in or how is it? Are you um, leaving, we, coming, going?
8: We have multiple ways to infill, whether it's airborne, air assault, vehicles, walking, you know, you analyze the mission right in front of you, there's this compound, there's, you know, 50 houses around it, you know, they can hear the helicopters coming because of the height of the mountains around it. We have everything in our arsenal. You truly plan your own mission, and then you tell the leadership what assets you need, the type of guns you need, right? The distances you'll be engaging, the type of aircraft that'll support you in case things go wrong. You just bond the piss out of it and scoop it up later, (laughs) right? So all of these things become, you know, part of your planning mission. And I can show you in a dirt hut, us making mock villages out of cartons, Mm -hmm. like driving
0: X's and O's and like backyard football, right?
8: Right, yeah. And so we plan our mission ourselves. Uh, we would ask for the assets, whether you know, it was helicopters or gun jeeps or something. We had it all there for us. And uh, just like here, we'd kit up, and we'd just fly out there and knock it out that night.
6: So you would drop off. Sometimes I assume you're just creeping in by foot. Creeping in by I, foot, you know, whatever, doing, whatever you want on to the do. Ground. Yeah. It, so let me get real personal with you. You can tell me you don't want to go that far if you don't want to. It, you see in movies. You guys creeping in, middle of the night, there's sentries or whatever, like a fire watch walking around or whatever, sneak up with the wire, the garage... (laughs) silent kill drop boom you move past
5: yeah
0: is that, that real shit oh, real yeah. life shit just like that like well, wow. cover his mouth so he doesn't make a noise you
8: pick him up their feet are still running because they don't see at night because they usually go in when the lunar you know is cycle is mm. down so you can't see at night you use suppressed weapons you use the silenced weapons too. you use hatchets you know whatever it hatchets. wait
0: a fucking minute so you're hiding behind like Tomahawks. A, you're hiding behind like a wall fucking Gary like, uh-huh. yeah you're hiding behind a wall and a guy walks by just like in a movie uh-huh. and you fucking just snag that Guy, grab him by his mouth so he can't talk, and just fucking mm-hmm. boom over. Well, you gotta grab
8: his mouth if you do it quickly. Right. There you go.
0: Before he can even yell, it's just like boom—he's dead. Yeah. Throw him down, and now you got to move on to the. Yeah. Or you have up.
8: snipers in Overwatch that use suppressed weapons that take him out. They'll be a, a few inches from you, and I mean that's how you train. I mean you bad ass motherfucker. Yeah. Right yeah.
0: yeah. I mean I, that, yeah, that's Hollywood that's got, got some shit right. So, right. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, that's.
8: There's strange. been a battle. I had a friend Tony who's probably. The, um, he was the Army powerlifter of all of Europe. Uh, his fingers were the size of this water <laughs> bottle right here, right? <laughs> <laughs> he ended up doing hand-to-hand in one room with four guys and killing them all. Wow. With oh. a broken clavicle. Wow. Yes. wow. Right? And so you just, you just got to do it. And, uh, you sometimes know, sometimes you'll run into a room and guys will surrender right there. Sometimes, you know, they'll start shooting. And you're just, you know... Going, it's we it's had not a guy. Like who, we had a
0: guy who couldn't do a podcast because he broke his clavicle falling off a fucking scooter. There you go. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you got a guy. He, he kills four people that sounds like an exaggeration. his bare Try to go home. So with
6: that, all right, so with all that in mind, obviously, I mean, we if if people listening to the show knew nothing about special forces or Green Berets or Navy SEALs up to this point, we the, everybody has a sense right now. It's a very unique member of the military, very intelligent people, mm-hmm. very uh, creative people, uh-huh, like on. unique yeah. people, right? And but you have this you're creeping in the middle of the night, you're doing what you gotta do to, to other human beings in order to get the job done. You leave that. So yep. boom. You have to fly home, Bob. Hey family, here I am after going through yeah, that true. for several months or a year. How do you how do you turn that off in in your brain? How do you become Bob the father or
9: Scott the husband? It's it, Overnight. It, yeah, and it depends on what trip you go on to because when we left, believe it or not, and you guys probably don't know this, when we I left. I guarantee we don't know it. don't we, know it. But. When we left Uzbekistan, when we came out of Afghanistan and then left Uzbekistan, we'd already known we were going to Iraq.
6: Really?
2: Wow. Yeah. So,
9: so when I went home, it was. And I I'd tell my wife, I would tell her, hey, I don't want to see anybody. At the ho- I mean, I don't care if it's brothers, sisters, family, nobody, except for my kids mm-hmm. and my wife. And for two weeks, it has to be that way. I don't want to see anybody else. But, you know, when I came home on this one, I already knew I was going somewhere. But I didn't go home and tell her, hey, I'm getting ready to do this. Right. So I, I came home. Hey, hey, we're going to go in here. We're going to clean our stuff up uh, for like a week or so. And then uh, you want to take some leave? <laughs> Okay, we'll take some leave. Uh, then I got to come back and start training again. Uh, wow. Are you going somewhere else? Well, no, you know, but we still got to be sharp. Yeah. So it's simple you, just you have to simple. Just balance like that. that, right?
0: That's a real balance that oh, you have yeah. to do. Oh, yeah. Is is oh, yeah. balance the family because you know you're not going to have a lot of time back and, at home, and you already know another mission's coming, which you're probably already trying to prepare for.
9: And some people can do it, and some people can't. And that's even our in our line of mm-hmm. work, we have people that actually. It 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 has it failed long. them. It was yeah. too much for them. They had to say, "Hey, I got to go. I- I'm done. Sure, I did my part, and I'm out." So okay. well, I imagine
6: it's very hard to turn that turn I, that off. I did when
9: this. You're home. I did it. I, I was in for uh, thirty plus years. I did twenty over twenty six as a Green Beret. Wow. Yeah. Shit. yeah. Hey,
0: that's a long. That time. There needs to be more movies about your motherfucking head. <laughs> <ass. laughs> Jesus, yeah. I keep yeah. telling yeah, Scotty to that. i oh, gonna <laughs> write you one, man.
8: But if you think about it, the same group went home and then there was the evasion of Iraq. So you think right. about the Kurds up north, the WMD, you know, the capitulation of Iraqi generals and all this other stuff. It was the same group of people that went in there. Hey, yep. war's easy, right? Ninety days, we thought we were done. And then they sent us into Africa because you had foreign fighters coming through. And then it just kept going and going and going until yeah. you either were killed or you retired. So, <sighs> well,
0: wow. that Middle East is going to be a war forever. Yeah, I mean, it has been, yeah. and it will be. Yeah, oh, yeah. literally the the yeah. I'm not a big uh, religious guy, but in the Bible it says uh, this will just be an unrest for eternal time, and it's it, not that the Bible's been accurate on everything, <laughs> but I, I feel like that really since the beginning of time, the Middle East has been in the middle of sure. war, and it'll never stop. It'll yeah, really have you, never you ever
8: stop. seen that satellite photo where it's all lit all around the world except for the dark places? Yeah, exactly. That's where right. it is, and it's yeah. true metaphorically and, and religiously and and you know in truth. Right. That is the darkness of the world, and that's where we operate. And
6: it's easy for the, the ignorant, and I don't, that's not a derogatory term, at, it's yeah. just people that don't know and want to live in the dark and be unaware of the road. and it's easy for them to say, why are we sticking our nose in other people's business? Why yeah. we, You guys basically are responsible for keeping planes for from flying into watch. buildings and, and all these things lights happening, watch. so...
0: Yeah, you I are like the Night's like Watch. Like, hey, that's the done? movie, by the way. Dump that. The movie's Night's Watch. And then where he said, we operate in the dark. Uh, I mean, that's a real. From Game of Thrones. It's an incredible yeah. thing to wrap your head
6: around. <laughs> it's hard for me to wrap my head around. And just I mean,
8: think, we're old dudes now. There's a young generation. doing sure. And ready for the next 9-11, ready for the are next you's? thing. Okay.
0: What,
9: what does George or- Orwell say? People sleep peaceably in their beds at night because rough men stand ready yep. oh, on their, on to, their behalf. to do violence on, on their, their behalf. behalf. Right. Yeah. Love yeah. that. Yeah. Hey, that's Hell. a Navy
0: SEAL coming in there at the end there. Love that. Um, yeah. Are you worried about the societal change that we've had kind of making people softer and oh, yes. like the next yeah. generation <laughs> of uh, Green Berets and Special absolutely. Four? We're worried as well, by the way. Yeah. Because if there was a war that was to happen right now and a draft was called – Evan Fox, that guy back there, this guy right here, this generation would be the one that would get drafted. America would be pretty fucked. I mean, if, if we look at it that way, I mean, it's um, a great point. For well, sure. and,
9: and are any of you considered millennials? I don't think in so. The I mean, in, the in the back. In the back. No, these two. That's who yeah, we're
0: yeah, talking I about. Mean, those two right I'm there. But,
9: but that, yeah. is, that is the, the, the changing way of America now, and that is it's taking us down a dark road. Soft to be honest, so softer
6: is the military seeing it? Are there, are there yes. people yes. like, yeah. yes. Yes. Way so up overweight. the chain going, the, guys, The what's average happened?
8: recruit, yeah. even though they're highly intellectual and intelligent, right? Uh-huh. And the, the battlefield has recently relied on drones and video games and the non-personal side of war, but there's a dirty side of human Yeah, conflict. unfortunately,
6: we need a certain number of yeah. people that can effectively yeah. sneak up behind somebody and, and stick read a read knife a in the base of their skull right? before yeah. they can make a noise. Yeah. I mean, that has to yeah. happen. Read
8: yeah. a map, yeah. know a compass, you know what I mean? Play outdoors, and, and we're kind of lost that, you know, skills – that made American very frontier and pioneering, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you don't get three meals a day, and you don't you know, have a video game that solves it, and you can't hit reset. right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so yeah. bad. This
9: afternoon, I saw in, uh, in the hotel room, I saw uh, uh, the news. It was Fox News. And uh, the human um, God, what, health organization came out and said, okay, any kid, we're going to put out a new rule, a new law. <laughs> mm-hmm. Any kid under one years old cannot play with some type of media, whether it's a phone or a game or anything, because they're picking it up Wow! under a year and playing with it and playing little games. And yeah. little, it's crazy.
0: They're I think tech technology is something that could be the best and could be the worst. And I, in the world that you guys speak of and have, uh, I don't want to say thrived in, but obviously you two are some of the finest gentlemen I've ever met in my entire fucking life.
9: Ah, uh, you don't know him. <laughs> 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 Bill
0: from the true, true, very true. But it does seem Worse like... Where's the whiskey? I, yeah, I to, well, that's what I was about to say. We yeah, talked about that yeah. yet. Well, yeah, we will, we we'll will. We'll lead in at the <laughs> yeah. beginning and make sure. Um, but it really, it seems like the type of guys that you are, I don't want to say are disappearing, but it, it seems like it's going to be a tough group to find. I think the Green Berets and the Army and even the, the Navy with the SEALs and everybody you're talking about, it's going to be tough to find those gentlemen that can pull that off. I i, I don't think there make many men like you on earth in the history of time, but I, in the future, it looks like I don't know how many there's going to be of well, you guys. Well, well
8: even in selection, it. you know, we're a little too stupid to quit, right? You know, We didn't think our way out of being in pain. And <laughs> walk in another two, and I was like, ah, like I'm not going to quit. <laughs> and you know what you have is people who've never faced adversity and had hard times and had had a hard life they don't know you know how to d- mentally go through that so a lot of people quit easily because you can in a game you can sure. hit reset turn mm-hmm. the button you know what i mean and and but there are hard people out there very, very, very morally and emotionally hard people, ready to do naughty things, you know to this country, we That's- talk
6: about it all the time in athletics for young people like it's hard you learn a lot in sports Team sports, yeah, yeah because and and it's getting harder for coaches to balance that uh pushing you to the mm-hmm. point yeah. that you go to complete exhaustion but you're not able to quit or, versus almost getting in trouble because you made somebody throw up. During,
8: yeah, I've seen you the know, human wouts. body survive tremendous, you know, amputations yep. and injuries and still fight on. The Afghans, they don't know the difference.
6: Right. You know what I mean? They'll
8: go till they drop,
9: they drop dead, up on dead, not I, tired. My, I had a security guy that worked for me. He was a, an Afghan, of course. And uh I threw him in the back of the truck so he could just watch out for me. This guy had eaten grass and drank water for a week. Wow. So I gave him a couple of the meals that I had. Sure. Of course, he was starving. I said, hey,
0: (laughs) don't eat that too fast. (laughs) 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 Don't explode. (laughs) (laughs) um, This horse soldier signature bourbon whiskey. Whoop, whoop. A small batch brewed in Columbus, Ohio, because yep, Kentucky's yeah. too fucking expensive.
6: <laughs> yeah. Made this? by American Freedom Distillery. Yeah. This
0: is a beautiful bottle and beautiful design. How'd you decide to get into this? Uh, whiskey for my men, beer for my horses. That's is that- right. Yep.
6: Well, we make whiskey,
8: not war now, yeah. right? So, uh, all the taglines. No, actually... Um, you know, the only job for, you know, for a while for us was to kind of be a government contractor and go back overseas. And so now you have guys that just fought their whole life and, and really, even though they're entrepreneurial and they're probably the best business minded people, nearly, you know, criminal in their mindset. What? Right? Hey, wait, 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 wait. What? Don't say that. Criminal or Mindset. Well, or it, only job.
9: Are you, are you calling government contractors
8: criminal?
0: Well, I was gonna, as soon as you no, mentioned, I was right like, now. well, we can dive right into a Blackwater conversation. <laughs> yeah, 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 there
5: we go. <laughs> it, 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 it,
0: I mean, that they just smirked my injury. I'm like, holy shit, so, I've it, never it, talked to anybody about this before. I got a <laughs> lot of questions.
8: Well, what, what what we were missing is this understanding of business and the culture of business, and it's easy for us to pick up a gun again. So think of uh, Magnificent Seven, yes. right? You know, yeah, the only good yeah. business is a business you know, and the business is war. So there's a lot of friends that were making a lot of money, right? And they were doing things that were necessary at the time. Uh, But, you know, I wanted to go in a different direction. And we went to Yellowstone, we fly fish, we did everything a tourist would do, because we really never really take vacations, always at war. And uh, we did a horseback ride through the middle of Yellowstone. And then we were coming back out of it. And we saw a little sign that said free tours and tastings. Free uh, tours. There we tasting. go. Yeah. So it was a that's small free. craft distillery, but it was a husband and wife. They worked it together. They were tired and exhausted, but they made some great vodkas and they just told you everything. And you catch on to that. We're people, you know. Sure. That, that's our culture and background. So we Googled every craft distillery from Driggs, Idaho, back to Tampa, Florida. It took us a while to get home. Uh, <laughs> right? uh, it was uh, John's mom that said, You drunks need a hobby. So then we went to Scotland. We had a friend that was a Royal Marine and started a Scotch distillery. So imagine learning Kung Fu now, Yeah. right? I know Crane. So we learned uh-huh. how to make Scotch. We went into Ireland to the world's oldest distillery, Kelbagan, and learned how to make Irish whiskey. We actually learned how to sail a couple years ago, sail to Cuba, and learn how to make rums. <sighs>
2: Let's so, go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you
8: guys. right? And so, like, this year we're jumping into Normandy. It's the 75th anniversary of D-Day. Nice. So we all had to get recertified and jump. Our kids learn how to jump, too. Wow, nice. So our, our, we had the very first aircraft going over and jumping into the 75th anniversary. Wow. So we always have adventures. It's the only thing, uh-huh. you know, that we were missing. And we're little Peter Pans. Right? <laughs> yeah. Pray, so, praying that
9: we so, wouldn't break our – Every bone in our body when we hit the ground.
6: So a couple of things I want people to know is that that American Freedom Distillery, all the founders are uh, from your team or other special operations groups? We're
8: all in the community together.
6: All special forces From the
8: agencies, uh, Navy SEALs, uh, all of us. You know, it's a very small community, and Uh and after all the ribbing is done and whatnot, you know, our families got to know each other, our kids got to know each other. We wanted a business where it's just like this here. Everybody's sitting around yapping, but nobody can... Can you know put out a crappy product?
6: Sure. And on your featured product here, the Horse Soldier Bourbon, um, the this is the statue on the on the front that that uh, honors you guys at Ground Zero, right? That's right.
8: That's
5: great. Yeah. And
6: the bottle, I read that uh, the the mold that uh, forms the shape of this bottle is actually made from steel from the Twin Towers.
8: Yep.
9: Absolutely. Wow. Yep. That's incredible. So we I mean, have that's... all
8: forged relationships there. And because the statue does overlook the National 9-11 Museum and Waterfalls, uh, we were actually looking for a discount <laughs> uh, <laughs> on how to get our bottle molds <laughs> made <laughs> for Green Berets, too. You know? uh, and we horse traded. And you know we had an opportunity, and we took it. And we don't really over-advertise. And it wasn't a gimmick. You know, none of us are gimmicky. We're not a marketing Madison Avenue company. That. Sure, uh, but everything means something. And you see on the label, it says "Forged in Fire," just like we were. Wow! Right. Where do you buy it at? Uh, right now, we're in Indiana, so we launched it for the last year. So you got 21 First Amendment right. First Amendment. Twenty-first Amendment. You got payless litters,
4: payless litters. You're microphone. I
0: mean, <laughs> come on. I mean, if yeah. we're gonna if we're gonna give this vital information, <laughs> let's at least we, we get just them right.
4: we just rolled out a month ago, and and that's why I'm here. I didn't serve with these guys uh i carry their bags now which (laughs) works out fine for me um but yeah we just launched a month ago it's doing great in indianapolis uh, yeah Uh, people love it people get behind these Mm -hmm. guys in the story uh it is available at 21st amendment in all their stores pay less liquors uh and big red actually just rolled it out yeah um and surprisingly you know in, in the market like this there's a lot of independents. They've okay. all carried it too. So really, any liquor store. And if you walk into a liquor store and they don't have it, ask for it, and then maybe they'll buy well, more. Well, um, this is so- incredible.
6: And the, the story of you guys. I mean, let me tell you something, you man. Listening to this, story. like I, I am floored always when whenever you know we get an opportunity through Pat to meet people like you. But except that you guys are. Um, well, you've exceeded my expectations, I can yeah. tell you that. I mean, the story is incredible. I always loved the movie. I had previously seen the documentary, so I was yeah. already fans of you guys individually as real people. And uh, this is a this is a big deal for me. It's a big deal for America. And I, I want people to know also that you guys have not lost touch with the people that continue the mission that you uh, retired from. You're, you're helping vets. You're helping them cope. You, you even helped uh, develop some programs to help um, – Green Brain Special Forces members adjust back to the real world yeah. after leaving combat, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so
8: we do a lot of charitable stuff. I work with President Bush and his team forty three. Um, we're on several, you know, congressional committees just you know, telling the case. But our biggest thing is, you know, veterans are bombarded about how bad we are right and everybody feels sorry and miserable and we kind of turn this generation into the misery patrol and we're trying to show everybody this is america live the american dream you've been defending start a business be bold be brave yeah. right get with your buddies and just conquer the world on on the business community don't take handouts over here Okay, get off your butt and let's get back in the economy.
9: Although Ocasio Cortez says the VA, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not broke, so we're in good shape right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, um, let's not get started. On <laughs> yeah, I, I, by the way, I looked over here and I see that you're actually wearing a Blackwater shirt. And I, whenever we go off air here, I got about you're about to get yeah. pelted with questions. I just that. I can't thank you guys enough for coming yeah. through here, though. Oh, absolute, gentleman, man, absolute gentleman, man. Absolute gentlemen. I can't. I can't thank you enough for everything you've done, obviously for the country, uh, for the world. But if I, I don't drink much right now. Uh, I'm currently trying to get in shape, (laughs) but you, you obviously, I'll drink yours. So you have, no, I'm going to drink this today because you guys are here. I feel like it's the least I do. I have to, but you guys have a, is, is the bourbon whiskey the only thing you guys are currently selling or does the freedom, the,
8: the the, the bourbon's, You know, first and foremost, it is the horse we rode in on. Uh, we're oh, making a it, rum because right. we went to Cuba because we have a bunch of old bourbon barrels after we age and pour, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll make some other things just for, you know, grins. Sure. Um, but really, the bourbon is what's going to, you know, make our family successful for the next couple of generations. I so. hope you sell That's 7 awesome.
0: billion of these. You guys deserve it. So do it. I. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. So <laughs> you guys.
8: <laughs> we, I'm getting a helicopter we, 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 and I'm going to visit people.
9: I wanted to mention, well. too. We've done well on the oh. San Francisco whiskey competition as well. Yeah. Our
0: bourbons have more nice. medals
8: than we have. Yeah, we
0: can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> nobody talks about the Green Berets, man. Nobody talks about it. Yeah. No,
4: and I wanted to mention, I mean, as people are listening in and hearing the story, and you guys too, I welcome you to do it, uh, follow us on Facebook, and we've got some signings coming up tomorrow night, Saturday morning, and then Saturday night at Shameless Payless Club. Liquors and at Well,
0: it'll be tonight. Amendment. It's actually, and this the, is yeah, going to come out this tomorrow. So the signings, tomorrow, though, but
4: the signings, you come in. Uh, there'll at least be two of these guys there. You get one of these bottles signed; it's amazing. I, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I met these guys a year ago, and and I love working with them. And, and having that bottle on my shelf, everybody asks about it, and I love. I'm proud so, to tell the story. And, and I'll That's tell you, awesome, I, I don't, you, I
9: don't care how many bottles I sign, and I've signed several hundred in a night. That a boy, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, I, I tell you what, we we'll always shake a hand. <laughs> there's 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 somebody always in there, and there's several of them that always want to bring up their dad who served in the military or their uh-huh. brother who served in the military, yeah. and they they got killed in action or, yeah. or some story like that. The, and the other
8: way to help... It's actually great. To help mean, us as there. a business is, you know, it's just ask for it, right? I heard about it and just ask for it. The people have the power. So yeah. as we kind of learn distributor relations and you got bar vendors and you got all these other people, if they ain't heard about you, they don't care. If they don't think the customer wants it, they mm-hmm. won't buy it. So it's power of the people. So the more people we see and tell the story and the message, they're the ones that have the yeah. power. They'll go yeah. into a bar and say, why don't you have horse soldier? I guarantee you the next day, ring, ring, ring. Uh, we need a couple bottles here. And that's how you win. Yeah. I'm going to start
6: take, a movement take, at all the liquor stores I frequent. I can
8: tell <laughs> you that right now.
0: Todd <laughs> frequents a lot of them, yeah. too. <laughs> take, <laughs> take a wild guess. The, uh,
8: the We don't have the Commander Select bottle here. It sells for 600 bucks a bottle. But if it's signed and it goes at auction, take a wild guess how much those are sold for at $10,000. $16,000. Wow. Let's go.
0: And, and I'll say this. After listening to you guys talk, um, I would put, obviously, the country put faith in you. I haven't tasted this yet, but I would assume if you two are involved in it, it's going to be fucking delicious. And I mm-hmm. think anybody listening at home mm-hmm. should just assume the same it thing. Doesn't yeah. suck. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> suck, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pat,
4: we're bringing a bottle back. I'll have a bottle here for you Monday for your tournament. Yeah, the, great. You know, oh, thank you for, you for that. Yeah, yeah,
0: awesome. thank you so much. So That's so very nice. Of we you, want to support that too. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. So yeah. It,
4: there,
8: there's two. There's a wheated bourbon which is soft and smooth, like a little victory. Then there's rye, which is spicy and peppery, which is charged. So we couldn't agree amongst ourselves who liked what. Right. We said we'll make them both. And there you yeah. go. Wow. Go.
6: Well, thank you guys so much for coming in, man. Thank this you. has been an incredible experience. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for what you've done, you know, and, uh, you know, thanks for taking care of that little terrorism thing. I <laughs> yeah, appreciate that. That, that was very oh, nice yeah. of you. <laughs> just a little tiny little terrorism <laughs> thing. Go, go,
7: go, 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 show. It's your birthday. We gon' party like it's your birthday. We gon' sip a card like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give a fuck that's your birthday. You'll find me in the club. Bottle full of bub. Look, mommy, I got the ex. Get the taking drugs. I'm in the having sex. I ain't in the making love. So come give me a hug. Get into getting rough. you can find me in the club. Bottle full of bub. Look, mommy, I got the ex. Get the taking drugs. I'm mean, in the having sex. I ain't in the making love. So come give me a hug. Get in I mean, into love. So come me a hug, getting when I pull up out front, you see the fins on do When I roll 20 deep, it's 29's in the club Niggas heard I fuck with Dre, now they wanna show me love When you shout like Eminem and the hoes, they wanna fuck Look homie, ain't nothing change, hold down G's up I see exhibit in the cut, they nigga roll that weed up You watch how I move, you mistake before I play up here Been hit with a few shells, but now I walk with a limp In the hood, in the they saying 50, you hot They like me, I want them to love me like they love pop But I in New York, and niggas should tell you I'm low I'm full of focus, man. My money on my mind. Got a mill out the deal and I'm still in the grind. I sure, he says she feeling my style. She feeling my flow. Uh-huh. A girl from Woody, they buy and they ready to you go. Okay. I'm in the club. Bottle full of bug. Look, mommy, I got that. Sip, you ain't taking drugs. I'm in the I mean, having sex. I ain't into making love. So come get me a hug. Be in the getting rough. You can find me in the club. Bottle full of bug. Look, mommy, I got that. Sip, you ain't taking drugs. I'm in the I mean, having I'm gonna making love, so come give me all hug are bro. bro. My flow, my show, brought me the dough That brought me all my fancy things My crib, my cars, my clothes, my shoes Look, nigga, I Ooh. done came up and I ain't changed And you should love it Way more than you hate it, nigga, you mad I trust that you be happy, I made it I'm not cat by the bar, toasting to the good life You that faggot-ass nigga trying to pull me back, guys My junk get the bumpin' in the club, The sound I'm with my it's a bitch, if she smash, she gone If the roof on fire, let the motherfucker burn to tone in about my Money, homie, I ain't concerned. I'ma tell you what pays for me, cause go ahead, switch the style up. The niggas hate to letter mate, make them out, the money pile up. Or we can go upside the head with a bottle of bull, then what we fucking be. You can find me in the club, bottle full of bull, look mommy, I got the eggs, I'm getting the drugs. I'm mean, in the house, I ain't in the making love, so come give me a hug, you're get getting the You can find me in the club, bottle full of bull, look mommy, I got the eggs, I'm getting the drugs. I'm mean, in the house, I ain't in the making love. Love, so come give me a hug get in the getting the rough. <laughs> Don't try to act like you don't know where we be neither, nigga. Me the club all the time, nigga, it's a problem pop up, nigga. G you